something really clear. I left the WWF two years ago for one reason. I came here to the WCW to fight Hulk Hogan and win the world championship. That's why you left the temple and ran away, isn't it? I can lie to and lie to and fill with more lies one day after another. The great tournament was too much responsibility. starts to take its place again. They tell me this match with Hulk Hogan is never ever gonna happen. You're still running away from your destiny. So you're going to win the tournament. WCW began a tournament to crown a new heavyweight champion when former champion Sting was stripped of the title after his actions on October 24th at Halloween Havoc. You've been stripped of the title. Last night, you brutally attacked a WCW official. We're starting a 32-man tournament right here tonight to determine who should be the new champion. 32 wrestlers entered the tournament. Some of the first-round highlights included a shocking win by Bret Hart over Goldberg with help from the Outsiders. The powers that be allowed Medusa to enter the tournament, and she faced Sting in the first round. Diamond Dallas Page, former two-time world heavyweight champion, was taken out of the tournament thanks to David Flair and the crowbar. Kurt Hennig, fighting for his career, faced the Disco Inferno, but thanks to the appearance of Tony Marinera, Kurt Hennig prevailed. Chris Benoit D. Malenko's first round match was a very physical cage event. An angry former world champion Sting took his anger out on Brian Knob for a quick first round win. In the second round, an injured breath the hitman Hart survived over Perry Saturn. Scott Hall won a shocker over Sid Vicious. Mr. Hardcore screaming Norman Smiley faced Kidman in a hardcore match where Kidman, thanks to help from Brian Knob, prevailed. Jeff Jarrett, the favorite son of the powers that be, would beat Hennig in a second round match. Although he didn't pin Hennig, Jarrett prevailed by countout. Medusa, even though she lost her first round match to Ming, was given a second chance by the powers that be, and she faced the crippler Chris Benoit. Scott Hall won his second round match, prevailing over a very game and talented Lash LaRue. The total package and Sting both advanced to the third round thanks to injuries to Diamond Dallas Page and to Ming. Only eight wrestlers remained in the third round, including Bret Hart, who survived over Billy Kidman. Jeff Jarrett defeated Buff Bagwell. Bagwell goes face first. One, two, three. He got him. Jeff Jarrett goes on to Toronto. The crippler Chris Benoit prevailed over Scott Hall of the Outsiders. In one of the most anticipated matchups of the third round, Sting defeated the total package. You're right about me. Much smarter. And he helped Sting go on in Toronto. The field is now set for the final four this Sunday at WCW Mayhem, sponsored by Electronic Arts. Good God Almighty, that is the opening of a pay-per-view. Welcome back. It's the New Blood Rising podcast. We're covering WCW Mayhem, 
whether you like it or not. The 1999, the debut of a pay-per-view. I'm William Rankin. I'm joined, as always, in this journey through, well, an interesting era in wrestling history. Jason Kiesler, Charlie Stabile. You guys excited? It's mayhem. A new pay-per-view. A new pay-per-view. Yeah, whatever. Same as the old pay-per-view. <laughs> what what pay per view did this replace? Do we know? World well, War Three. Yeah, that's World right. That's a, World War Three. It, it actually would have made more sense if the actual concept of World War Three was called mayhem. Because that, it, exactly. <laughs> no one could make well, any th- sense. This of was that. this was the first time we had a pay per view that was designed after a video game. That's like, right. and, and of course we had Electronic Arts. It's in the ring. It's on the had that the game. Turnertron. Yeah. Gotta make sure I get the it right. Game was much much better than the actual pay per view. By the way, that's true, I, and that's saying something. I'll say, in all honesty, though. I've actually found this to be a. It's it's kind of fun. I can't wait to hear you talk about it because I'm I'm trying to figure it out. It's kind of fun. I'm <clears> not gonna. I, I guess it's when we. All right. Well, let's face it. Where we left off was Halloween Havoc and a, a pay per view that started off pretty mediocre, but then got substantially worse with the last three matches and just utter utter devastation in the booking department to where it was just it it ends so abruptly. That we, you don't have enough time to process how bad it was. But now, and, and keep in mind, Halloween Havoc was barely Russo and Ed Ferrara getting involved. They had been involved in Nitro before. Now we've got a whole buildup of nothing but Russo and Ferrara. This is it. This is their show. This is like, this, this is their show. Yes. Yeah. So let's get started. The cover, like, let's start with the cover of the pay-per-view. Uh, for all those who can notice it. It affectionately shows uh, Sting, Diamond Dallas Page, Hulk Hogan, and, Gold, and Goldberg with the big gold belt. And the sad thing is there's only one of these guys who is actually in the semifinals of this tournament. It's Hollywood Hulk Hogan as well <laughs> yeah. holding the belt. And the description underneath, as I pointed out to you a couple weeks ago, uh, they mention all, everyone's name in the tournament but Chris Benoit. But, yeah, that's yeah. right. So that's, that's right. That's interesting. Well, you know, and... <laughs> <laughs> Hindsight is I'll tell you, uh, that, 2020. That that video at the beginning, the recap is exhausting. It's pretty long. I don't know how Shivani. And then there's another video right after it. <laughs> Shivani's recap is amazing. Now, couple. All right, let's dive into the Charlie the nuts and bolts. How? What was the attendance? Where are we? First of all, for this pay per view, we are coming live 15 years ago from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, at the Air Canada Center. Oh, first. WCW pay-per-view in Canada. That's right. right. This is, so this is kind of a big deal. And this yeah. is a fairly new arena. I, yes. Uh, yeah. So at yeah. the time. Because this is about when ben, they were calling Benoit's head, but the Air, Air Canada. Canada. Air Canada. So that, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So the attendance probably is, has nothing to the do attendance is pretty good. What? Uh, it's 13,839 out of a 20,000-seat arena. Which What's is... the conversion rate? <laughs> oh, I'm, just comparing... <laughs> I'm just comparing this back to Halloween Havoc, which is almost half that number. Yes, that's and that's right. That was in Vegas. Vegas. Vegas, right? MGM right. Grande. <laughs> so we've got a pay per view based on a video game, a world title tournament, uh, all because, well, the I, I you want I almost wonder like, was the tournament something they had in mind or was it just the the, the clusterfuck of the ending of Halloween Havoc? They were like, well, let's just let's just throw it up for grabs. It's new, fresh writers in there. We're gonna do what we want. Right. I, I don't know. I, I can't I'll remember that. I'll go with that because if, if you're coming in, you know, what better way than kind of restart and establish yourself is to kind of create a new champion. Right. And that was the intensive purpose of this, you know, because Goldberg gets eliminated first round of the tournament. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they got the shocks going. And now one thing I always liked about tournaments is they're always exciting. Yes. However, they're rarely ever good. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, like, cause you talk about like the one that always comes to mind for me is the WrestleMania four tournament or the deadly game tournament from right. survivor series. And, uh, those are, that was a 16 man tournament. So Russo just goes, ah, fuck it. Let's double that number. Well, and that's funny. I mean, the Russo's tournament was the a year before at the same exact time right. yeah. for the Deadly Game. And that wasn't any good either. Except, it, <laughs> well, Rock's turn in that. Oh, it's the one best the, part. I remember people in school being furious. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so it works. Mm-hmm. It, it works. That's the part of it that does work. So with it set up, it's, it's, we're going to be in Canada you kind of get the feeling that it's going to be an all-Canada final. You think that would be the the way to go. It's in the air. There's a big we want Brett chant at the beginning. If you were booking it, that's the way it would go. And the way Russo books, is, it usually goes the exact opposite. Is but this true. is one of the few times, as we find out, that they get that right. Here, and we said I mentioned this off here. This is the interesting thing. There are two matches on this card, believe it or not, that Dave Meltzer gives at least three stars. In fact, one of them gets three and a half. The other one gets three and a quarter. This is Ooh. out of five, right? <laughs> out the of five. The guy who only gave one five-star match ever. Which, I don't even know. Hell in a Cell 97. Really? Yeah. And yeah. we really? got a five. As far as, I know that's a, I know that was his first. I don't know if he ever did it again. Okay. Yeah. But still, for, for this era. So this is saying something. This is still pretty, that's pretty respectable. Mm-hmm. All right, so we get right into it right off the bat. The new Chris Benoit music. It's not even the old one. I kind of like the older WCW one. Remember that one he had? Yeah. yeah. Is, as I pointed out to you in a text message. Yep. Slide whistle. Yeah. There's just and there's some aggressive slide whistling in Chris Benoit's music. It, it really stands out. Much like the uh, from Harlem Heat's music. <laughs> which is, oh, I miss that. Which is one of, uh, one of our co-workers' favorite parts of, of Booker T's music. We're set up, though, off the bat. It's Chris Benoit, Jeff Jarrett, a semifinal match to decide who goes on later to you know claim the world heavyweight title belt this is a great this is a good semi-final match because for one thing and we talked about this uh last time with havoc i really feel like with pay-per-views you have to have an amazing kick-starting match because everyone's been there's a lot of anticipation people have been waiting now for a bit you know you got to really kick-start the crowd and i don't think there's any better way because you have a a hometown guy and b probably the best heel right now going in wcw Next to one, who we're going to get to. <laughs> I was gonna we're getting to him later. I can't wait to get to him. <laughs> All right, anyway. So, well, hold on. Who did Chris Benoit beat in this, like, to get here? Because Malenko. Oh, he beat Ma- Medusa. Medusa? <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, so if you watch in the, in the recap video, you see he chops the shit out of her. Like, it's, it, it's cringing how hard, like, he... And and it's also to her credit, which by the way, last week of course is see our, we're we're very timely in this. Medusa gets announced for the Hall of Fame. That's a true good deal. So you know, just want to mention it's kind of out of our canon, but you know, still she she goes balls out in this tournament as long as she can. But yeah, Ben winds up beating her, and I think he has I forget the other one because Brett has Kidman. Yep. He, he ends up beating Kidman. Ooh, look out! I think Benoit beat was it Scott Hall. Uh, yeah, I think that was it. I, I can't because Hall beat Lash Larue to get to Benoit. I think. Oh. <laughs> well, Malenko, of, oh, was Shivani's opening match was at a cage? For 
Oh, so All right, so yeah. Benoit Malenko had a last man standing match. Then they had a cage match, which was the actual tournament match. So they... That diving headbutt off the oh top my of the cage. God. Jesus. I mean, I'm going to try to break my fucking face for the finish. You okay with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. This one starts out great because you've got a massive Benoit pop. He's got the... Hell, he's even got the, the maple leaf on his ass. Like, he's ready to go. For, I mean, he is totally appealing to... That crotch looks weird, too. Yeah. Right? You, know, you didn't like the red sectional crotch? <laughs> I, I didn't. It brought out the maple leaf on his ass. <laughs> it made it seem good by comparison. I, Benoit's in control. He's in control of it for the most part early, but Jared ends up getting his stuff in, and both guys look strong. They are booked so strong yep. throughout this match. And, I mean, guys are getting their usual stuff. And Benoit gets, you know, his usual superplex. He loves to get a superplex in early. He Quick. does. Oh, yeah. The, the crowd is eating this shit up. They are so into this. And, the, and I don't know if you noticed this. The ring sounds like like the volume's turned up to 11 on the mic. <laughs> like, it is loud when it they is hit the mat. Totally. Oh, yeah, man. They are totally... Everything's... It, this is how it should start. Like coming off of Halloween Havoc, like if you really want to kickstart something in a place you've never done a pay per view, this is it. And here's the problem: like if we could just let these guys go, and we're gonna start keeping a tally here. We have 12 matches on this card. Mm. We're in match one, and it's a damn good match. It is back and forth between two very, very good workers. And I'll say Jeff Jarrett is somebody who's aged better than how I remember him at the time. I think he's a much better worker. I didn't appreciate him. I uh, never back appreciated him. His back personality then. really just—I mean—I think that's got to it. Got think, to you to ignore yeah, the good spots. I think that's exactly what it was. I, I completely ignored it because of his personality. But that being said, both guys have a hell of a first match. Trading off, you know, they're they're classic kind of signatures here. But the problem is, we've got creative control coming out, and it doesn't take long. And, and of course, let's go and acknowledge creative control are the lackeys for the powers that be who are affectionately played by formerly the Disciples of Apocalypse from the WWF. And, 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 you know, there, there are going to be a lot, of, a lot of callbacks to things that were in WWF previously with Russo, and this is no different because they are affectionately called Patrick and Gerald. You know, obviously we know what they're taking off of there, but yep. <laughs> we get we get Patrick and Gerald coming out. Oh my god, I just got that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they end, Ben winds up hitting, I think of course the crowd explodes when he hits the diving headbutt. Mm-hmm. And of course, as he's about to get the pinfall, that's when they interrupt the count. They start beating on Benoit while of course little Nate. He's our referee. <laughs> Did a crack job as always in the last pay-per-view. Let's get him out there right off the bat. He's distracted and oblivious to what's going on. Jarek gets the stroke. Mm. An old slap nuts Benoit. And then Benoit. And Benoit. then we have all right, so we didn't get a chance to talk about it in the last pay-per-view because it wasn't a thing yet, but now we get another run-in. Mm. And who is it? <laughs> it's Dustin Rose. I forgot about this. Oh. All right, so let's let's, in street clothes. let's kind of talk about how this arrived at this point. Cause, Remind me, because I don't right, remember. So, Seven. Yeah, so there were some there were some vignettes that were teasing a new character, which was clearly Dustin Rose, but it was it it screamed perverted because it's like him outside a window, of like mm. where like a kid is sleeping, and he's got like this. He looks all white. In fact, he looks like Hellraiser just without the pens. Chubby Hellraiser. Yeah. He he's got on this big black trench coat. This I'm not gonna say a fedora hat, but it's it's like an Undertaker hat. I would almost say like one of those long brimmed hats. Well, it's like a squashed cowboy hat. Yeah, I guess all right. Is a good way to put it. So 
He finally makes his debut on Nitro and he floats, quote unquote, to the ring. And the crowd is laughing. They are completely... They, and, and I take it that's what they're aiming for because he gets on the mic and he's like, this is the kind of crap that... I do remember that. This He, he does a shoot. He does it or yeah, his work shoot work. kind of promo here talking about, this is why I got out of WWF because they gave me gold dust and that was crap, which is... <laughs> well, but... Uh, he throws it all under the bus, throws again. We have yet another wrestler who's calling out the writers mm-hmm. from up north and talking about what they did before and what they're making him do now and talks about he's not going to have it. He ends up ditching it. Well, he and Jared end up getting locked into a, a feud throughout this tournament leading up to now. And you have Dustin Rhodes now is just Dustin Rhodes. The na- the do you nat- want to call him the natural? No, call him the natural. <laughs> this is natural. natural. Rose, there's no natural about it. Yeah. No uh, ZZ Top intro music. But he's clearly got a feud going with Jared. He rolls in. He creates more interference, but it allows... Um, well, Benoit ends up getting out of the guitar spot and ends what up using it. That, <laughs> that thing broke easier than Jimmy Fallon. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh. <laughs> wow. Benoit just shatters it over fucking Jared. Well, I guess after last time, they wanted to make sure no one potentially dies from a guitar shot. God. Benoit shatters it over Jared. He ends up getting the pin. Crowd blows up because Benoit ends up getting the win. Did you guys notice immediately, like, Jared ends up bleeding. Right, I, I couldn't like, tell if it was a blade or, uh, or if hard. A, yeah, if it was like a a, a hard way. That's uh, what. I was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get it. No, he got a hard way. <laughs> no, I. That's what I was wondering. So I was like, I, why would the you way, blade when the match is over? Well, and the, the way that thing shattered, <laughs> the way that thing shattered, I didn't think like it. It. It, it definitely wasn't when Buff got oh, <laughs> when, or the, I'm sorry, when Luger. <laughs> Luger nearly killed Buff. Oh man! Even, I don't remember Buff bleeding. Like, no, he didn't. He was just in a lot of excruciating pain. Yeah. Uh, and Charles Robinson, like right off the bat, he's booked to be an absolute moron. Yep. Uh, because how long is he like dealing with outside interference without looking into the ring? Too long. I mean, it's I, way I, too long. Oh, exactly. I mean, it, and senior officials. But Matt, let's keep our tally. We have twelve matches. <laughs> one. Mm-hmm. We've got how many get interference? We have one already. But. The good result is Benoit's moving on. He gets to go to the finals later. For all intents and purposes, before all that crap, that was a damn good match. It was. It was I was really I was good. excited. Uh, it's it's unfortunate that we had the run-ins, but uh, this was a good start, hopefully to a, a good pay-per-view. And on top of all that, when the security is moving, oh, oh, let's there's, have... there's one guy that's laughing hysterically. <laughs> that's, that's one of the security guards. Yeah, <laughs> uh, of course. After it's... Uh, one thing to mention is, of course, after the um, after the pinfall, to still keep heat on Jared and Creative Control, there they beat Benoit down immediately. So he's yep. just like, and that comes brings in our boys. Doug Dillinger lumbers into action with Crew to Thank break up, here. <laughs> to break up the fight with Creative Control and Jared and Benoit. But uh, got to keep the mayhem. Well, but too much mayhem already. We gotta. <laughs> I love how they're they're always just way too late. There's no little too late oh, about so it. Late. Someone please get security out here. Please, <laughs> yeah, they're back there rubbing down Goldberg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God, Bill, uh, more shiatsu massage. Yeah. Uh. Mike Tenay <laughs> backstage with Luca Brazzi, aka. Luca Brazzi. <laughs> 
the uh, disco the cannoli, uh, <laughs> aka the disco inferno. Disco, he's having some money problems since Halloween Havoc. Things have not gone well for old Disco Inferno. Well, it started back in April. That's I love this. Don't 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 say it yet because we hear it at ringside. I love how we figure out his money problems. But at this <laughs> moment here, we see Disco talking, and he asked Mike Tanay how much he thinks he could get for the cruiserweight title. <laughs> All right, so the match is we've got Disco defending the cruiserweight title against Evan Courageous. But Evan Courageous is putting up, there's a 25 grand also at stake here. We have to mention the Jeff Jarrett ambushes. Oh, but see, that's the thing. We we, we have to mention it. He gets about two words in, and then whammy, slap nuts. (laughs) We we get backstage assault. How much do you think I can get for this belt? Bow. (laughs) Burry. (laughs) <laughs> Jared, and this is what I love Jared and Creative Control beat him down who comes to his rescue no 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 Dillinger and those guys are still lumbering from the ring it is Conan and the Misfits two people completely opposite in terms of where they're at in the <laughs> this is a pattern like everyone is in everyone's storyline it's, it's, yeah. it's great but it's too much it's Conan and then Vampiro's <laughs> lackeys not what even the, the real Jerry only? Yes! Jerry <laughs> only. It's the rest of More them. Oh my god. It's so, like a convoluted crossover in comic books, so, is where but, I'm getting yeah, this new attitude. You guys remember the build of this? Like uh, throughout the weeks here, you've got Disco, he, somebody, he finds a fish by the ring to insinuate <laughs> he's going to be sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> we, we all know what that means. Oh, right? it's so good. Because that's the trope, you know, fish is left at work. Who I knew? love how ludicrous this storyline is with Disco Inferno. Oh, well, also, remember who's also floating around at this time is Chavo Guerrero selling Amway? Yeah. Who's not the <laughs> but you see a lot of <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah. selling Amway. Multiple times during the. Yes. The oh my God. And he enters, he finds his way into this storyline at some point, trying to like, trying to help Disco with his money problems with Amway. All right, so. Continue. To the ring. It's time for the Cruiserweight title match. Evan Courageous has come out with Medusa. Also, the $25,000. And that's right. Which comes from where? Who knows who's putting up this Who is this money coming from? I know. This gets back to like, I wish this was a part of wrestling where you're wrestling for money. I need the money. You need to get the payroll. I know, I got it. I won. I just think what would be awesome is if it turned out to be the Evan Courageous Disco Inferno sat in the ring and Evan Courageous had to look at the Turner Tron and Disco had to play the. Uh, things you're not. Good! <laughs> <laughs> so, that's where... We get Evan Courageous, who looks like he's a member of the Chili Peppers. Well, like, he was he, a... He, cra- he, he was a graduate of the WCW Power Plant. That's right. So uh-huh. they were really behind him. Uh, this match would not indicate that whatsoever. No. Uh, well, they'd been pairing him up with Medusa. Medusa, yeah. and um, she had aligned him herself with him. And, you know, it seemed like she was trying to get something out of it herself. Or what was her angle? But nevertheless, he's completely infatuated. And, How can you uh, go from that, by the way? Wrestling me and Chris Benoit, who's in being arm candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> and shelling out Cologne. Well, it gets that. better for her because mm-hmm. the next pay-per-view, we get to see her really do what she's meant to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, just a quick note. Yeah, yeah. Champion comes out second. Chan- what, barely. Damn time. Yeah, barely. <laughs> <laughs> he almost didn't make it. Well, what's what's funny is like the disco beatdown lasts all of. He sells it for all of like five minutes before he's fine. Yeah. That's by time true. by time he gets to the ring, but this one, um, he ain't marinara. Here, oh, here, 
Here's the here's the thing that's funny about this is like you think like because Disco's having so many problems that oh we we now, that that should make him a face right no, no nobody gives a fuck about him they don't like they're so tepid towards Evan Courageous and the thing is he's not I guess he's kind of been a heel just because like he's all over Medusa and anytime a wrestler's all over his manager he's got to be a bad guy right well, that, that just seems Plus, just look at him. No, he he looks like such a you douche. You can't cheer for this guy. He's wearing Dockers. Yeah. And with no belt. Just, which is, I don't know why that's a... He's got stick. braided hair. You know, looks he like it was done by an Ewok. looks like a graded wrestler. Yeah. didn't bother to buy all the cool expansion shit. No. <laughs> now that I'm done nitpicking the wardrobe of Evan Courageous. Um... We've got him. We've got Disco crawling in the ring. Tony Marinara makes it to... Boy, as soon as that happened, oh, this geez. was done. Because the bell rings before they're both in the ring. And then Marinara makes his way to that announce table. And, and you just know. It becomes Vince not- Russo with Jace. We oh. have... I mean, it, oh, I, I think we get forget about it in like 10 seconds. We it, get that stereotypical crap. Right. You might as well, if you ever watch the show, just mute it. Because they don't talk about the match hardly at all. It's a bunch of Italian jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Amy, I love the cat calls to Medusa right. talking about how, how expensive his watch was. Right. They actually zoom in on the watch at oh, one Lord. point. And they and they leave the camera on and him like, so he notices Poor it. Bobby has to play oh. with this. And you see him trying to like he's oh. trying to entertain this, but at the same time it's like yeah, it's it's just it doesn't get over in terms of us, me listening to commentary watching this match. Courageous so he's a he's a decent worker. Except for he, that hip toss. Oh. <laughs> well, there's my problem. I, I, I don't buy Disco as a real cruiserweight. So no. we sh- it, it, it's, it's the like same. outweighs him by about the same, Well, it's the same oh, problem with Lash. Like, it's the same problems we were watching with the Lash LaRue match at mm-hmm. Havoc. Like, it's just, they don't gel well together. And and I think you see the repeated pattern. Disco definitely doesn't gel well here with, with the Courageous. And, well, well, let's just get to it. You know, when we... <laughs> Uh, highlights, <laughs> lowlights, highlights, <laughs> singular. Uh, like I said, he said, I, I think Disco sells the beatdown for all of like five minutes before. Oh, the beatdown is hysterical because uh, it doesn't look like Evan Courageous is doing jack shit. No, no, and oh well. I mean, we get a boring chant. Who knew? We yeah. Get, I mean, of course, when you're doing this in Canada after a Chris Benoit match, I mean, you're destined for a boring chant. But. um Finish comes. We have Tony Marinara finally you know, lets lets his infatuation for Medusa run wild and comes over to her, which Evan Courageous is not happy about. Written the Chili Pepper is not happy about this one That's one it. bit. Looks like Anthony Kiedis. Oh, that's a very <laughs> weak. Yeah. So he comes over to try and disrupt things. Well, Disco comes with a chair, and you know where this is headed. It's quite a trip, too. <laughs> <laughs> He must. He almost goes the entire circumference of that <laughs> just to get this weak chair shot. Into the a, a weak chair shot on Tony Marinero, which totally wipes him out. And oh, he's dead. And then <laughs> <It's> only <laughs> Disco ends up. He ends up back in the ring. Evan hits a springboard body press for the win. Kind of a. I mean, it's a cool looking move. It's just not, not, not a, for a win. Not for a win. But nevertheless, we have a new cruiserweight champion. Who's also $25,000 rich. Yeah, uh, which they, they hardly now, mentioned. Now, mention, all right, so let's talk about how did, did we find out in this broadcast from Tony Marinara, how did the Disco Inferno get money problems in the first place? Okay, for all of everyone's inside tongue-in-cheek uh, gropes and gripes about Russo, he gives everyone stories, whether for better or worse. And the cool thing is, is he was using the announcers of Tony Marinara to give us backstory. 
Cisco bet on Duke in the 99 NCAA tournament. And that's when that Elton brand, they yeah. were fucking unstoppable. And lost and owes Papa Marinara a bookie 25. Well, I don't know. It's more than 25 grand, but it's right. a good bit of money. Yeah. But it cracked me up because they slowly, over Nitros and the next and the next two pay-per-views, tell this weird non-wrestling but great story overall it's kind of funny it's like a, a great group of side missions from a grand theft auto yeah <laughs> you know, yeah gotta, it really would be yeah but sadly disco inferno now it was another 25 he's carrying tony marinara to the back <laughs> nobody cares either way I, I, they're just like is disco dead <laughs> yes and yes i do have to say my favorite moment of this match disco inferno <laughs> It's a second rope elbow, like Austin or Bret Hart. Yeah. Covers, gets a two count, and then it, you can read his lips say, what do I got to do? That's right. <laughs> After a second You're rope right. elbow. It's like, that's the best you got? <laughs> not, not three stunners. Yeah, we got 14 finishing oh moves. My. Try one of them. Which I don't even... Does, does he get any of them in? <laughs> no. He doesn't no, get one why? signature. Like it's. And I like this go. So like, yeah. I was hoping he'd be able to pull out a good match here, and unfortunately... Uh, all for naught. But he gives us a much inter- much more entertaining story, I think, than some of the rest of the, the evening's proceedings. Oh, goes. he's hilarious coming to the ring, like, holding his head. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> <sitting there. laughs> like, look at him. Way to go, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, doesn't, doesn't Marinara say his real last name on the commentary? That's right. Yeah, he calls him Gilbretti. Gilbretti. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, oh. oh, uh, <laughs> uh, oh that. And see, and everyone flipped out when... Uh, when Vince used Taker's real name, oh no, Marinetta did it first. <laughs> In the back, Bret Hart has got coffee. <laughs> it's Starbucks. It, it does. Is, I, 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 is it Starbucks? And, and you know what's awesome? He gets a bigger pop for just walking in with coffee than that last match did at any point. <laughs> <laughs> I went and got some Starbucks and got turf toe. I won't be wrestling today. I've got a chai latte. I'd sooner blow my brains out than sit through that match. I'm going to go get some coffee instead. <laughs> so, Bret Hart arrives. Bret Hart arrives late. Of course. <laughs> it always does. Arrive late, drink coffee, wrestle, and leave. <laughs> Bret's walking in with a coffee. We then go, Jarrett is with the creative control in front of the powers that be, getting reamed about once again, once again coming up short. And so now there's doubt put into the powers that be's mind that Jeff Jarrett is in fact the the chosen one, the guy that's supposed to be their guy in the future, which Jeff Jarrett affectionately takes on as a challenge. And, well, I'm gonna show you, and and and, and, and and thus begins Jeff Jarrett's mayhem, yeah. his own personal mayhem. That's really what this pay per view could have been called. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. We will be seeing Jeff Jarrett for the rest of the night. He, it's like Austin '98 Royal Rumble. <laughs> like, Absolutely. He just comes in and interferes on every single match. <laughs> <laughs> well, Which one of those was Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> <laughs> Jarrett my favorite. Jarrett did a weird like thing with his arms after. He stunned him with the belt on. Yeah. He kicked him in the belt. He kicked him in the belt now that I think of it. He did. <laughs> we see now we cut to it's Norman Smiley. He's with Mean Gene. What a Hard- pop. Oh my! I well, couldn't figure out why, and the, then it, and then it dawned on me. The jersey, the jersey, yeah. <laughs> the jersey is so old. hardcore. Norman or the hardcore warrior. Norman screaming, screaming. screaming. He's got so many monikers. And I didn't remember why they called him screaming. 
Yeah. And he screams. Oh, holy shit. Uh, it's up there with Vicky Guerrero's Excuse Me in terms of how much I want to break my television. And, <laughs> this is cool. This is a debut. This is the debut of the hardcore title for WCW. This is oh, the... I must have missed that. This is <laughs> the... So <laughs> we've got, <laughs> I thought it had been around. Mean Gene interviewing Norman Smiley about his match tonight with Brian Knobs for the vacant... <laughs> These are the two best hardcore guys you have. <laughs> the newly christened WCW Hardcore Championship. It looks like the ECW It title. does. It looks a it, lot. It, like it looks a lot like it. And you see Mean Gene, of course, like, what I love about Norman is, this is a, I, it's a perfect foil if you think about what was happening at WWF at this time with Crash Holly and the hardcore title there. This is a neat foil because... That's a good comparison. Because one thing neat about Norman is, that guy got himself over by being just a, a funny character. He could wrestle, yeah. but he was Not clearly like Santino funny. No, which no, is just no. like holy cow. But no, you're right because everyone liked Norman Smiley. Yeah. the big wiggle, the he big just wiggle. Busted the, that out recently. Before yeah. this, he was just a jobber to the stars. It seemed like Those that's yellow, yeah, uh, yellow and pink tights, the yeah. weird shoes, and he's a huge dude. Yeah, oh, he was very really built. And what's funny is he's, he's a precursor to the Damian Sandow of last year, where he comes out every week. He's he always dresses up. A, Dressing up kind of like... Uh... He was Charlie Hostin. Uh, what, what's the term you want? He was Pander Express. Yes. Instead of Pander. Yes. Pander, that's exactly it. Pander. I love during the interview because he does scream because he hears either... Right. either he, he thinks falls. some... And it's almost like, it's not 24-7 yet, man. Yeah. We haven't even got to that yet. You don't even have the belt. You're going to hide behind Mean Gene. Brian Nobbs is ushered to the ring by Jimmy Hart. To to a, to a great silence from the crowd. Yeah, yeah. and a, it's, a lack of interest. Did he, have, did he even have interest in music, or was it just? I I, I wish they would just dub over it with the WWF. The, music. Exactly. Do that three minutes. Yeah. Norman comes out, of course, once again. Not, and here's the he's in the hockey jersey. He's got on like real goalie pads. It's right. not even like. And the, they are belted. Yeah. Like all the There's way like there. 20 belts. Yeah. There's like six the switches. <laughs> I, I don't remember how he got in the ring with all that shit. He's and the, the hockey mask. It's like this it's like the size of a quarter. Like it's right. so tiny on his head. He and he's trying to mask. It's so good. But I always like Norman Smiley's music. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. Good. It doesn't fit. Doesn't him fit him at, at all. all. Not, but I like the music. Yes. It sounds like something Chris Jericho would have had in WCW. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> you mean Lashrelu? O point oh. Oh yeah. Zero point one. This thing is. I, there's no real way to call this other than it's just um, the the main players in this match are trash cans and a goalie stick. <laughs> WCW's idea of a hardcore match is just just take a weapon and just beat 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 like there's no thought Jeez. to it. And holy cow! And the commentators even mention how they're robbing the fans by going backstage. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, well, we want them to see it. It's well, as soon as you say falls count anywhere, that tells me, all right, well, we're gonna have to leave. We there's no way we could finish this in the ring because right. you've just told us it's falls count anywhere yeah. so why well, even start it in the ring what, what? started at the airport fuck it in the <laughs> ring though before we stop. get back there the, the trash well first of all the trash can once again is non-gimmicked that thing looks so stiff all the weapons holy shit the some of them look so real yeah uh, the hockey stick and the face i yeah. mean it's not like it's you know when triple h does the sledgehammer you know he cups the, the end of it and mm -hmm. you know drives it and it's you know it's it's a safe but it looks cool kind of yeah sledgehammer shot but this it's like two hands on the handle and just swing like it's like fucking signs out there. And he is wearing anything. No, Except no. Except his fat. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's cushioning the blow. The thing that gets funny is when like Nobs tries to take the goalie pad off and he realizes there's 20. Oh my spots. god! <laughs> the match has only got 90 seconds. To He's, go. I, I I think at some point is it him? I think actually, yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Brian Nobbs says he's going to beat him to death with a goalie pad. It's awesome. Just a funny thought. First, what? And and I like that Bobby wants to raise the stakes and ask, hey, has someone got a chainsaw? <laughs> <laughs> he's just trying to get it done. He's not worried about the It's And it's so appropriate. The sign in the crowd I noticed, Heyman is God. Heyman is God. Yeah, I saw that too. Uh, we get into the back and it just dissolves into a food fight because we find our way to where the... Who cleans this uh, up? <laughs> I feel bad. What if that was, like, important? Well, Jimmy Hart's, like, just <laughs> dumping <laughs> shit. <laughs> Jimmy Hart wants to be so important in this match. He, he actually is. He Somehow. Up. He climbs, like, the stash ladder and starts throwing, well, here's their fucking sleeves of cups and lids. There's probably not another event in this brand new arena tomorrow. <laughs> you want some you baked beans? Stop, yeah. <laughs> the hot dog bun? Those Let me like bake you a cake, Booker. <laughs> <laughs> Plus check all seven jackass. And, and what's so it's just throughout this whole thing though, what's great is like Brian Knob should clearly win this match. <laughs> Hands down, because he's the nasty he's one of the nasty boys for Christ's sake. He's Norman Smiley one. is crying in pain and just and is so scared the entire match. You would just think that you think there's no way he can come out of it. But nevertheless, there's an elevator. Oh, but, and, uh, one, of my, <laughs> one of my favorite calls of the night. Oh, into the freight elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they're familiar with the layout to know that that's yeah, but they it know was. it's a freight elevator. Thank God Jimmy Hart hits that button because I was like, what if that thing started moving? <laughs> Jimmy Hart, give the man credit. He knows how to plan. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, guys. I wonder if they had a conversation in that elevator for those five seconds that the door was closed. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know like, Are you all right? This no. Is like, this like, is such hey, shit. Uh, and then Bret Hart chimes in. You guys need to get over. This, this match isn't getting over. <laughs> he's, he's, like, in, he's up top. <laughs> of the train. He's, got, he's got a coffee. <laughs> he's got the coffee. <laughs> oh. I'd sooner blow my brains out and see this match continue any longer. Oh, ho, oh, oh, ho. Now I have a gun, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh. But the door opens, and Jimmy Hart with a trash can, he hits the wrong guy! No. It actually is a funny spot. Oh, it's... He, <laughs> I mean, and the thing is, Brian Knobs has been hit by, like, every object. This trash can, this though... did it. That <laughs> was the last one. It was the final hit. The boss battle. Oh. He had this much left on his power bar. Look, <laughs> what I wish they would have done is, you know, sometimes these gimmick matches where they go backstage, like the... The rumble during the Super Bowl, the halftime rumble, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Where, like, the you get the cool camera angle because it's pre shot. If they were planning this out, why didn't they just have a camera guy sitting in the, oh, top? In the elevator? It would have been, been hilarious. Great. Oh, yeah. It would have been great because, like, just hold, like, the elevator music starts and they just stop for a second and then it comes. Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's a good idea. I mean, that's not out of the realm of possibility with uh, the Russo era. Oh, no, 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 no. Just oh, God, the, GTV and, is back. Embrace it. Yeah. <laughs> Nevertheless. <laughs> Norman Smiley gets the win after the... the but it ain't over. <laughs> oh, it is not over. The new hardcore champion, quickly. I I was shocked, like, the the, the match didn't, like, because the hard... I didn't, they never really outlined what the WCW hardcore rules were going to be as opposed to WWF. They didn't mention 24-7, but I figured, oh, it's not going to end. It's going to continue through the night. But no, no, it's not over, nevertheless, because Brian Knobs goes ape shit on everybody. Mm-hmm. Destroys Norman... He turns Jimmy Hart's face. <laughs> <laughs> Her, and I, I kept thinking, I was like, did we need to make Brian Knobs look strong at the end of this? Like, did he need to look strong? Like, he, you, the answer is no. You, you just got beat by a trash can by like Jimmy Hart, who's like a buck fifty. But his music, look, I thought I wrote the oh I'm a real God. American, all the power. 
We get a video package next. It's the revolution and the filthy animals. We're finally going to get a blow off to this feud. Shark cage? Yeah, there was a lot of that's right, that so, so misogynistic. I know that, like, and, I don't remember it being so anti-woman. Mm. Well, that's a, and that's the thing with like with there because we saw we saw them feuding at Havoc. We had Eddie and Saturn wrestling in that match where the, that was when the Flair thing was still in play. Right. But now, like after the when seeing the video, things escalated once you know a Tori got abducted, then Asia came on. Asia. <laughs> Another blatant. That took me too long to catch on to. When I was, when I was Did you think the revolution was supposed to be like DX? Like, but I, they weren't cool people to be. No. Shane Douglas oh. has never been cool. Really. <laughs> hey, you leave the general manager of the community cash in Sapaga, Oregon, out of this, okay? I just, I don't, I don't know. I see her in the shark cage. I'm thinking you might as well just bring out Richard Dreyfus to try but, to get her out of it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but that's well, what's that's funny. It's like that's almost like the midpoint of this feud because they get they do the key on the pole match to free oh Tory, but then it's like Eddie Guerrero says, "No, no, no, it's not over," right. and that's where we get to this point. So what we've got slated here, we've got uh, it's a six it's a six man elimination tag match. Person. Six, yeah. Right, right, Six right, right. Thank you. You're gonna mention the, the Perry Saturn promo. Oh, oh, oh! Because yeah. after the video, because we, we can't let that go. <laughs> the match, the match, the match that we're gonna be looking at is in a little bit. We've got on the Revolution side, it's Saturn, and it's Dimalenko in Asia mm-hmm. <laughs> versus the Heat of the Moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> versus. <laughs> Versus Eddie Guerrero, Billy Kidman, and Tori Wilson. <laughs> and they also did the soundtrack for The Last Unicorn. You give them some credit. But before we get there, we need to make sure that we get some promos from both of these groups. We've got a video package. Now we need promos. First up, we've got, <laughs> we've got Mike Tenay with The Revolution. And it's a game of... I, this is a, this this is is a case This is a case where this, this promo got way overbooked. Like, to where it's like... I understand the theme might be what if. It doesn't mean everyone needs to say what if ten fucking times. Because mm-hmm. we run the gamut of all these. Starting they tag with each other out. And, <laughs> you, know, you do your promo. <laughs> and then it gets to 
Very sad. <laughs> what do you think about? What if man got rid of the dinosaurs? <laughs> no, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> but it, I, I thought it was a nice change of pace from, oh, the, it, over, from the over-aggressive serious. It threw me off. Because uh, it, it's not like it was bad because, I mean, they kind of acknowledge it. But, you know, it's one of those things where just because it's acknowledged is being well, terrible. The only thing was, well, it was neat that him and Malenka both got personalities to yeah, like, talk yeah. and do other things and just be because basically they... You know, one was in Raven's Flock, the other guy was just running solo in the cruiserweights, but they were just two dudes who didn't say much and just were great wrestlers. Well, as, you, as you mentioned, Jason, no matter how bad this was, pretty much everyone on that roster had something going on, yeah, which is totally. remarkable. Yeah. When did the animals become face, though? Because, you know, Halloween happened, you know, you go, you bury Ric Flair in the desert. That's kind of the heel Here, thing to well, do. That's the problem with this feud, is that I think... I think because Tori Wilson is an attractive woman who was in peril, I think we were supposed to believe that the filthy animals are face. Because let's look at Asia. Mm-hmm. She was just, you know, we, we found a B, a B plus China mm-hmm. to come in here and just, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I love, being, more A's. I love oh. being reminded that I'm not watching WWE. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, By the way. Of, instead of a tall, dark-headed woman, you got someone that could be attractive, but she's freakishly big. And keep in mind, the filthy animals pretty much like everybody's injured. Yeah. So when we cut to them now with Mean Gene, we've got we've got Conan because we, we have the tag the tag champs are um, it's Conan and Kidman I think are once again the Conan and Kidman yeah Kidman taking the belts because Stevie Ray got suspended that's right that's right Stevie Ray got suspended so the belts are no longer on the Harlem Heat they're back with the filthy animals you've got Eddie being the rogue cameraman with the camcorder he's. Well, I like that that was a thing, but it was like we never we never saw anything from the camcorder point of view. So it was like, all about it. Eh. Well, this isn't now. It's not like you know certain Tyler Breeze with a selfie stick. Come on. Fair enough, but I love that Conan asked Gene, "What's he want to rub? The title belt or the fucking hat?" Oh yeah, <laughs> he goes belt. <laughs> and we got. Let's can we talk about Shane Douglas's perpetual broken arm? He's like, Man, he's in a new cast. It's a different type of cast every time. I, don't, I forget what the actual injury was at this point. It was Bob Orton. He got bit by a rabbit. Yeah. Bob Orton and broke his arm forever. <laughs> Big fan here that when we get the mighty Kidman on the on the stick, holy shit, he's terrible. I love it. He says he says Tori will grab the revolution's nuts with toothpicks. Yep, that was said. That was actually a thing. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so we're to the ring now. But That's before an awkward, we, awkward transition. Before, before we go to the ring, Disco Inferno, he's apologizing oh. to Tony Marinara for it's the air. It's it really is. <laughs> you really feel for the disc. <laughs> Poor Glenn. Yeah. Oh, down another <laughs> Glenn. Gilbrady. This isn't Glenn Jacobs. This is Glenn Gilbrady. This is getting dangerously close to Dino Bravo territory. Uh, it, it, I know. Because the next thing he says, he, uh, Tony Marinero reminds me he's bringing the boys tomorrow to Nitro. Disco reminds himself that now he's a dead man. This goes against any kind of suspension of disbelief that you can have with professional wrestling. Because in any mafia story, you know, anyone knows that all this stuff that happens in the mafia happens behind the scenes where no one can see it. And here we got it right on camera. <laughs> this is behind the scenes. No, oh, for God. We're, yeah. we're not supposed to. Right. They're oblivious, they're oblivious to the cameraman standing six feet away. And the boom mic operator. He's totally incriminated himself. <laughs> I'm going to send Carlos Colon to your house. No, please don't. He's <laughs> blade everywhere. Oh, and then, if your name is Bruiser Brody, he may or may not allegedly kill you. <laughs> 
Please don't sit. Still in the back. We haven't left yet. Oh, God. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, he's walking with creative control. He says Russo is going to get more than he asked for. Whoa. And he's saying that as he holds a two-by-four and they march in the hallway. Union. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the ring. It's time. It's a revolution and the filthy animals. So... Filthy animals make their entrance. No pops, really. Revolution make their entrance. Less Again, pops. less pops than even those were. Who's the face or the heel? It's your choice. Go ahead and pick. All right, so very quickly, I love this right off the bat. Because anytime there's a woman involved in the match, there's that moment where the guy's like, I don't know if I'm going to do it. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck it. They both. I, Kidman, Kidman and, and Eddie, right hand clock Asia right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> And not only that, they come off the ropes with like this double punch right to the face. Just, I will give them this: they are treating them as equals in this match, as far as the physicality. And isn't that what you ladies all want? We don't want seventy-eight percent of your punch. We want the whole thing. And if you enjoyed Tony Marinara on comedy or on comedy on commentary, it's only going to get better because guess who's at the commentary? Mr. Personality (laughs) himself, the franchise. Oh my god. The horse was. He just shouts the whole. He's time. shouting. I'm so and, sorry, I just spit. No, no, it's all right. It, what, he what, just spit strawberry limerita uh, everywhere. What's the recurring thing that he keeps saying at the commentary table? He keeps saying, like, saying the same thing over and over and over again about. Oh, I'm trying to what remember. Is it because he won't let it go? Um, it has, has something to do with Tori Wilson. Barbie doll wannabe. Yeah. That's it. He must say this twenty fucking times. Yeah, and it's, I think he anytime there's a slow anytime there's a two count, it's immediately a slow count, and he lets us know for the next five minutes that it was that a slow count. count. <laughs> slow count, slow count. No, oh, it's you terrible. You wonder why Ric Flair hates you? Oh, <laughs> listen to yourself. But we get some good spots early. Saturn hits a big moonsault from the apron. He takes out everyone. But then as everyone gets back on their feet, Kidman takes them out again right. with a splash off the doesn't springboard. T- doesn't take long to get outside. No, um, no, once again. Um, yeah. I'll tell you one thing that's cool. Because uh, like I said, I didn't know who the face or the heel was. I couldn't tell, but right. it doesn't matter. Once uh, Eddie Guerrero and Kidman were in the ring, the crowd was firmly behind Eddie Guerrero, which I was like, okay. Eddie uh, got massive Eddie got a pop. massive pop, and he he works this match. Like, he's he's really the star does. of the match. Because we get our we get seeds planted for a little bit of dissension in the filthy animals when Tori twists her ankle or whatever I forget the spot where she oh, hurts her leg. Massive hurt. ankle twist. <laughs> yeah, Eddie's looking down to check on her. Kidman comes over. Eddie pushes him away like I got it, and he pushes him right into Whoops. a quick pin. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. He pushes With him into the, a good. The greatest. The greatest what the fuck was that? <laughs> that was a tiny I kicked a cat toy. Now, he kicks he, he pushes him off into a <laughs> he pushes him into a quick pin by Dean Malenko so quickly Kidman's out. And Kidman's angry. I like how angry he is oh, at he's Eddie. Very upset. And then this is what's great. He's he leaves and then Conan's like, Yo, I'm out too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot he was there. Well, he, was, he was only on one leg, but he's a tag champ. Fuck it. He doesn't need this. That's my paycheck. I'm gone. And so the rest, the way it, uh, good pop here for Asia when she has that. She nails Eddie with a stalling suplex. Oh, it's it's great. great. It looks really yeah. good. It's really it's really good. good. Of course, Asia and Tori roll around the ring. Invariably, we get a, a Kidman bomb on Asia. That's nice. Oh yeah. Yeah, it looks yeah, good. It looks it, good. It does. It does. Uh so random sign. Who booked this crap? Yes. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yeah. Gotta bring that one up. That... <laughs> 
I think that your next finish ends up coming with um, the frog splash on Asia. That's right. Wow. Yeah, yeah because that I thing think good. I think I think Saturn like doesn't he like uh, or Set, does Saturn do a DVD? I think he's, he, he super kicks her by accident. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, <laughs> and then he gives her the Blu-ray disc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think. Uh, Eddie ends up clean. He ends up taking out two. He ends up getting Asia with the frog splash. He gets Malenka with a running her and can run <laughs> into a pin, yeah. which looks it it's it's it looks rugged, but it you know the move's supposed to hurt. Yeah, <laughs> it's wrestling. But that all right. So with both of them out, that now breaks it down to it's it's Perry Saturn one on well t- one and a half if Terry Tori Wilson on her one leg or whatever now. I like how they mentioned she's not tagging in the match anymore because she's down to the managerial yeah. position. Yeah, she's down. <laughs> it's hilarious. She's standing on the ring. Yeah. So you got oh, Saturn. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to sell this. <laughs> yeah. Saturn with Eddie and Tori and I the stuff with Eddie and and, and we saw them last pay-per-view it was a great that's yeah. what I was hoping for, yeah. you know. I was like, you put Eddie on the show and Saturn, and and you you should get something. Good. <laughs> I had that. Who booked this crap? Yep, I I had that <laughs> listed too. Yep, that's totally worth the, the, the write down. Yeah, I this I love this spot. Eddie goes for a crossbody. Saturn reverses it into a rings of Saturn. Oh, it's great! It almost looks like a botch. Yeah, and then out of nowhere, it's a rings of Saturn, and I don't know if it was a mistake or what, but it looks so cool. He slaps it on clean. Eddie taps. You so can't now, tap to that. That's no, the other part. That's he the, tapped out. He, remember no, in the no. game, it was always like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Fuck. I do remember that. Uh, <laughs> For those of you that can't see that, they both have seizures <laughs> simultaneously. Ultimate warrioring over oh, here. Yeah. It, it's like I, I almost felt like in the game you could hear a peck rip or something like that. Like, yeah, because <laughs> well, right before the tap out in, in Revenge, he would do one last big pull. Like, oh, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, daddy. So one on one, it's Saturn and Tori, and well, there's not going to be much work in this. Tori ends up getting a mule kick in, but then Shane has had enough and decides oh. he distracts the ref long enough. So <sighs> Harry Saturn hits a low blow on Tori, <laughs> which Bobby Heenan has to explain to Tony Shavani because Shavani's like, just, well, maybe that would hurt. I don't. I I suppose that would hurt. There's nothing down there, Shavani. Of course it would hurt. It would hurt more. Like, <laughs> oh, I beg to differ. Yeah, it gives her the cunt punch. Um, yeah. Well, he, he basically European uppercutted her ovaries. Yeah, that's what he did. Yeah. So it. You nice know, work. That away. takes the pain away off the ankle. <laughs> so that leads. Holy thing out, boy. <laughs> Perry Saturn, the sole survivor. Thank God. Uh, the soul <laughs> it is no it's survivor. <laughs> Your sole survivor. Uh, well, we'll see where that feud goes. Thank God. <laughs> Next up, in the back, wow. Jeff Jarrett. He's beating the shit out of Buff Bagwell. Uh, and it's hysterical. <laughs> Are we sure this is storyline or not? Because the asshole deserves it. It's so funny. Because him and Creative Control, they're just a running posse back there. The mayhem is... is Everyone <laughs> hasn't locked their doors yet. <laughs> which is the more fascinating thing. Well, what's even better is people are opening the doors for Jeff Jarrett. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be honest. No one put the lamb's blood on Who is it? Door. Slap nuts. <laughs> Land shark. <laughs> yeah. Who is Hey, you like me now? No way, that was old Bob Holly. What, oh, was, the, what was it that Jeff Jarrett said? He said, there are other superstars in the WWF, and then there's me. Well, they had that really shitty kind of adventure gimmick going on with Colonel Parker. Oh, when he was Tennessee Lee. Yeah. yeah oh, and Tennessee gotcha. Lee was very homoerotic during that, I yeah, remember. Yeah, creepy. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, he was like what Goldust couldn't have been. 
It's so funny. So Jeff Jarrett's beating the shit out of Buff Bagwell because Buff Bagwell is we're about to see. <laughs> Buff Bagwell, and we're about to see him next with Kurt Henning in a career-ending oh, match. Man. But what's so funny is right before this happens, <laughs> this is when Bobby says it. Bobby the Brain Heenan says it, and I and we've all we all had to stop and go back and oh, listen. You be Bobby Heenan, I'll be Tony Schiavone. <laughs> all right, say the quote. This is the greatest pay-per-view I've ever been a part of. It's been an interesting one. <laughs> That's a legit exchange. Why did Tony Schiavone look him go, how many WrestleManias were you for? God. Yeah, yeah, you were WrestleMania 8. <laughs> and that was good. Yeah, I, I mean, you were, you were even at 3. Like, you were oh, at yeah. ringside. With for, Andre. You, yeah. You walked Andre to the ring. I rode the little, rode the little ring bike. Oh, <laughs> the ring golf course. <laughs> So the match we've got, we said it's career-ending match, Kurt Henning and Buff Bagwell. Now, how did we get here? Well, we talked about in the previous pay-per-view, Bagwell was another one of these guys who has open work shoot promos against the new authority, the new powers that be. Kurt Henning is apparently not uh, friendly with the powers that be either. No he reason. doesn't seem friendly at all. <laughs> <laughs> During his whole WCW run, uh, he, he seems frustrated and angry. Once Rick Rude passed away... He had no friends. God, that's uh, except his redneck rest. So, like in the lead up to this match, remember, like every Kurt Henning match, like has to be pinned. This is what's awesome. Like he he loses a match by submission. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I got another ending. Goldberg gets a count out. Yeah, just stay out there. Yeah, (laughs) stay away from him. Yeah, (laughs) like it's like Rocky Two or something. Get out of there. (laughs) But it's all on the line now. It's a career-ending match. The loser leaves here between Kurt Henning and Buff Bagwell. We get the we get a nice little recap. They show us how Kurt Henning has you know been a cat with nine lives over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, all of he matches. was wrestling on Nitro and Thunder. So that's a lot <laughs> right. Of- See, that's that's the thing because we were talking about that how how on WWE Network they portray WCW Thunder as being this B show, which I don't really remember it that way. And they show that clip, and I'm like, this is what I remember. That gets brought up in storyline. Because well, oh, yeah? because like Russo, um, he actually says on there that's like yeah people think Thunder is crap because there's no stars on there. You're going to Thunder. You're going to be on Thunder. He starts telling guys that they're going to wrestle on Thunder. Marquee names. Good. And Kurt Henning is a marquee name. Absolutely. Yeah, that, and he gets a be. he gets a great him. pop. He gets oh, a yeah. great pop because he's respected. And and, the, and see, have you noticed a pattern here that happens with this show? A lot of the big pops come from WWF guys. Yeah, because yeah. they're in they're in Canada. They're so. in Canada, and Canada fans are yeah. WWF. Like I love that one sign that says WCW. Uh, what is it? Um, oh God, something uh, Canadian. Like basically, we, there's this sign. I don't remember exactly what it, it says, but what Canada watch? What what can? Yeah, WCW is what Canada watches. Yes. Yeah, and that's. Wow, like, no? No, that's a plant. That's a plant. That's a plant. <laughs> the Canadian TBSA network that comes up. Yeah, that's, that's so weird because they're, they're a WWF country. Yeah. yeah. And and that's the respect pop. It's big. You know, Henning gets it right off the bat. But he's still but, got a face. I know, that's what's... It's to me. Well, <laughs> and, and, versus Buff. <laughs> who, again, we get a delayed entrance from. But guess... But instead of him coming out right away, who comes out? It's Mayhem Jeff Jarrett <laughs> with company. The creative country. Oh, I'll, I'll mention uh, two things. One... Uh, there's this pattern of, of times when a wrestler will be attacked backstage and then their music will play <laughs> and then it'll stop and then it'll play again. Yeah. Like, 
oh, 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 now I come out. Why don't they just keep playing it? Here's, and Jeff Jarrett looks really funny walking out to Buff Bagwell. To be <laughs> he even looks back. He, told, he looks back at the Turner draw like, that ain't me. That ain't me. That's what, that's what makes him an amazing heel. He's very he's so, This is what's so funny here. So Henning's in the ring about to be confronted by creative control and Jeff Jarrett. The referee's like, well, ring the bell. This is the match we want. <laughs> the ref rings the bell, and of course they all demolish Kurt Henning. So now here, here comes Buck. Yeah. <laughs> to save the day and then wrestle. He him. comes out with a two-by-four, doesn't really do anything with it. <laughs> yeah, Patrick calls for the bell to start. The bell never rings. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So technically, this match is I thought just it did. like his son, Kurt Henning. Right. It's an upper pitch. Kurt Henning is still in that career ending match <laughs> with Buff the Man Whore Bagwell. So, this match, all right. So, this match is, I feel bad watching this because Kurt Henning looks like, and this is the thing, like, Kurt Henning, a lot of times in this era, looks like he's in pain. Yeah. Every time he's out there, like his back. Which is the big one. The back was the big injury. From back SummerSlam 91. In SummerSlam 91, like 10 years before. Mm-hmm. Like, that was already a problem. And He looks a little bloated. He looks, he looks bloated. And, again, Bagwell stuffed. He gets, it, he gets his stuff in, but it looks, again, I'm sorry, I hate to say it looks phony, but it does. It doesn't look like it's... it's Kurt, Buff Bagwell in a real fight could never take Kurt Henning. And, no. and, and this is what I find to be so on like, like this is that suspension of disbelief mm-hmm. you know like un- unless like this is why you gotta book a match like this like with Buff getting a cheap shot in or Kurt Hennig getting the crap kicked out of him yep. which they did do mm-hmm. you know so that makes it a little bit more believable that Buff could give him a, a run for his money totally yeah I mean it it's funny cause like the, even the crowd like as much as they were they were popping for Henning when he was coming in they there is there's a it's very it doesn't last long but there is a boring chant mm-hmm. that we get because it devolves into rest spots early we get a couple right. of the of the good henning spots you know we get a couple of the classic mr perfect things the there is a, i didn't get to see that yeah i got that we didn't get the snapmare not the snapmare which no. is one of the best and uh i love when the commentators at, at a certain point in this match start talking about possible jobs that the, that the yes. loser will get and you, bobby heenan Nostradamus is this thing <laughs> and predicts that Buff Bagwell could be a male dancer. Yeah, he does. <laughs> wow. Be, uh, I, <laughs> well, that's what his gimmick was when he first started with Scotty Riggs, the American the Amer- males. American males. Yeah. American we, males. Oh, my God. And I'm going to tease it until we do it. Buff's a dick. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, going to be an amazing story. story. And I, I would say that the match that you retire, Mr. Perfect, would be a good time to really make people hate you even more. But storyline, no. No, save it. Never. Well, we get to the finish. I mean, let's just... Buff hits the blockbuster it's clean. A, it's it's yeah. a clean... A, another. Another kind of bullshit thing that happens here. There's no build-up to a finale. And it, like, oh, it just ends. Just ends. There's no Not ending in... sequence. You get penny combinations. Right, penny ends. combinations. Like, we don't get to see Kurt Hennig even attempt to do the perfect play. Because there's no. no way Buff would get out of that. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, it's... Top five greatest finishing moves of all time. Absolutely. I want to see the perfect flex. And it's a perfect fucking move. Yes. Yeah, and we don't even get an attempt for it. it, it what's hilarious at this end now, we saw that we talked about the finish came, comes out of nowhere. There is a bigger pop for Kurt Henning retiring oh. now than Buff Bagwell oh. winning. Yes. Oh. Nobody gives oh, a flying great. fuck that Buff Bagwell wins this match. So he, he, of course, he gets in the camera, tells everyone he's the stuff and whatever. Who gives a shit? No one gives a shit. 
But the response... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, Tony Schiavone has one of the best calls uh, uh, right here. Mm. He goes, a great moment for his career, even though he did lose. Which I'm like, what the... (laughs) What an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) He ruined it for me. Yeah. Because he got a standing ovation. It's like the crowd is even acknowledging like this. That would have been a good chance to try to endear Buff to people and not having Buff do his normal bullshit stick to the camera. Yeah, that's true. Like shakes the the Mr. Perfect. Right. You know, excuse me, Kurt. I mean, some sort of sign of respect. Because in a sense, they've been allies, even though they're paired to put together at this point. Because going back and reading over it, you know, shit started for Buff like right before Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming out, calling out the writers. And for yeah. some reason, Mr. Perfect said that they're out to get rid of the old guys and they're going after me first. Right. And just pulling on, and just time after time with Chavo trying to sell him Amway like every other, <laughs> every other chance he gets. Right. Uh, trying to get him to do it just in case he has to retire so he has something to fall back on. Sure. Amazing. But that could have been like. It could have been a good moment for him to actually rise and, and like be legit over. Yeah. But Will, tell tell us how long did Kurt Hennig's retirement last? It lasts twenty. It lasts less than twenty four hours. He broke Ric Flair's record. Yeah. But, <laughs> that's the sad. Both thing. of them. That's but, the sad. Uh, thing. It was a storyline. Looking he aligns with him. Look, right. look, looking at this like at just this moment without thinking about the next night on Nitro when he aligns himself with the powers that be and becomes their lackey. What's so cool about this is. The crowd gets on their feet. They chant "perfect." Oh yeah, and it's they and know Kurt, who he is. And Kurt Henning, like you can, like you know, he true professional just puts his hair back up. Yeah. Oh. Yep. And he kind of has that look on his face, like you know, he, I I can tell he's holding it back a little bit, you know, holding back. And I I don't know how he could because that's a for him that's a huge moment because Mr. Perfect. When you think about it, when you really think about it, the entire career of Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect, he had a two year run tops. And that was it because the rest of it's injury. From 89 to 91, that is it. That's um, the career in the WWF. He had AWA, no, no doubt about it. But when you get past the 91 SummerSlam, it's all very downhill for Mr. Perfect. Because a lot of it's, he's a non-wrestler. Right. He pops up in King of the Ring 93 yep. to rematch Bret Hart. And then he does the, that retirement match with Ric Flair on That's Monday right. Night Raw, which is actually very solid. Yep. And that, and then he just kind of manages. He commentates and manages. Commentates. And he, was, he was a good. I mean, he was a good commentator. It was great because he was. I mean, it fit with the "I'm perfect at everything." Even. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did that. Th- he used to do that thing at the commentary table with the pencil. Yeah. You remember that? He would kind of like the eraser bounce. He eraser bounce and then catch it and then just kind of wink at the camera. He'd always do those because things. Mr. Perfect, his vignettes were always pre-recorded and he had to get them right. But he would do that stuff live with the pencil. And it just kind of created this aura about him that was so cool. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Mr. Perfect fan. Totally. Love Kurt Hennig. One of the greatest wrestlers to never have won a world title. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's what, by far. That's what's so weird, though, is when you think of it, it's like it, the guy only had legitimately like the You're right. really small window. But that's what's amazing. His respect level is unparalleled in this paper. Because he put over Brett. Yeah, I bet that has I, a lot to do with it. When he put over that's Brett, a good point. I think that, so? and would, people remember yeah. that. And, and if and if you ever read Brett's book, he talks about how how hurt Kurt Hennig was during that match, and how he still put on a show. Let him kick put, out of the perfect place. Let him if, yeah. first. What? Oh hi. Yeah, he was the first person to kick out of the perfect place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, so yeah, and, and that's what I remember. I re- I love it. this moment. It's just really cool because it it's is. like it's one of those like it's it's almost sad that it's with WCW because you'd feel like it should be on a bigger stage. But nevertheless, like for what it was, 
to hear the the chant for perfect, to hear the people just on their feet cheering for him, even though it only lasts for 24 hours, it was still a really cool moment. moment. One of the really cool things on this show. In the back, Mike Tanay, he's with the Stinger. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> it's, I'll tell you this, though. You know what? You can tell Sting is a, is a classic professional wrestler because he knows how to do a 30-second promo, a 60-second yep. promo, a 90-second promo. He knows how to do one for whatever length you need. And I never know how, what I'm going to get. When I see Sting do a promo, I don't know if I'm going to get vengeful Sting, vigilante Sting, kind of laissez-faire Sting. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you know, just kind of, oh, well, yeah, it I'm is what stinger. it is. Woo! Yeah. I love this. We may be in Canada, but it's still showtime. It's still showtime. <laughs> oh, well. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's his attempt to be healed. He's still trying to be healed. That's what I was going to say next. It's hard to boo Sting. You and they tr- they tried throughout the weeks. Uh, obviously, you know, he came out demanding the title after Halloween Havoc, and that's when Dylan was like, "No, you beat up little Nate. We got to take the belt <laughs> away now." Boy. I know we got to take it away. But the thing is, as much as he tried to be heel, which the thing is, he didn't have enough heel moments to really get. He he would do a couple heel things. He didn't change his character. Enough. No. It's, well, that and like the when he beat Brian Knox. Okay, so he beats another heel. Mm-hmm. That should have been a face. Yeah. That was a face then yep. that would have made a oh, big deal. He beat the fuck right. out Brian Knox. It's not impossible to turn Sting heel like it was for Austin after I mean, 17. L- look they at just Bre- didn't do it right. Brett committed, and he made himself a heel. Oh, my God. Brett was the most hated person uh, in professional wrestling he back in 97. Yeah. yeah. And it was reversed. Yeah. yeah, and it was great. I hated to hate Bret Hart, but I did. And, you know, and that's and he got, I was a kid. And that he got legit something. heat. He yeah. got legit heat from fans. And Sting never could do that and. Well, it's, I don't it's think evident. he had it in him. No. Sting, Sting is like, he's like Ricky Steamboat in that he's, he's always going to be a face. Yeah, it's just know. him. But up next, it is the second semifinal match. It is Brett the Hitman Hart and the Stinger. Of course, once again, we've said it before, Brett's WCW theme is awful. I, just, is I wrote it down again. I don't know why, but... No, it, it, <laughs> I won't stop saying it. Like, I hear it, and I still don't know that it's Brett Hart. Wapple, 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 wapple. Yeah, and he comes out... And this kind of weird gimmick thing that Bret Hart had in WCW where he came to the ring in a jersey. Yep. He, he was like the Kevin Smith of his time. Yeah. <laughs> Huge pop. Oh, yeah. Well, Huge it's a, pop, it's a, of course. It's a Gretzky jersey, yeah, it's a Gretzky too. Gretzky jersey. <laughs> yeah. So then, next up, what do we get? It's Metallicro, courtesy oh. of the WWE Network. It's time for Sting. So Sting looks amazing in this match, which doesn't... I don't understand... A, why he's wearing a t-shirt. Did he, B, why he's wearing a t-shirt with his face on it. Did, did, <laughs> did he get his his did he get his wrestling gear mixed up with Austin's vest right. from WrestleMania 15 that never happened? Sting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Austin's like, I, I was going through a divorce. <laughs> and uh, yeah, times were tough. And I opened the bag and there's no vest. So I had to put on t-shirts. That's a funny fucking story. That is a great it's like story. For WrestleMania with The Rock. I got a t shirt. I got a t shirt. Like, you only have one vest? <laughs> That's all you need. You need a pocket knife? <laughs> a screwdriver. So, one but, vest. But staying with that shirt on, it's not like he's fat. Right. You know, he's not. He's actually, he's very, he's in a very good condition, so. I just couldn't wrap my mind around that. And why it's a picture of him. I know. You shirt. mean to tell me that if you were going to wrestle Bret Hart in Canada, you wouldn't wear a t-shirt with your face on it? <laughs> Stick it down their throat. Mine would be like... <laughs> just like Mr. Perfect, Sting gets the respect pop. 
mm-hmm. like from everybody. Like it doesn't matter. They're still gonna cheer for him because it's Sting and everything he's done. Um, I love that this is for Owen sign. That's cool, you know. Yeah, seen multiple times during the night. Yeah, yeah. Brett's in control early. He's all over Sting a lot. Of course, he gets to the outside pretty quick, even with two vets Very like this. Quick. We we're out. The, um, I like Sting trying to go for the stinger splash, but misses it into a table. Not yep. bad. Not bad. Pretty cool. And have we done a low blow count of how many low blows oh, are Jesus. in this show? I, I mean, why do I want? I don't want to see a fucking low blow with Sting versus Bret Hart. I know. You know, like this is your attempt to get him heel. Yeah. Like to do a low blow. Like oh, they tried again in a little bit when Sting pulls the referee. Right. Like Which Brett, he doesn't get disqualified. No, no. Well, kind of does, but then. Oh right, 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 right. <laughs> so, thank you. Thank so, you. So that's the next big spot. Sting. Uh, they're at, Brett and Stinger in the ring. Brett's about to come off the top rope with like an elbow, I guess, while he's on his feet. Move we've never what seen Brett that? really do. Yeah. <laughs> but Wait, Sting the pulls. What? A... I'm trying to remember what you're talking about. Which the, one? That weird, awkward, not Bret Hart elbows. Right? Bret Hart well, was like it's... doing a top rope bionic elbow, like on <laughs> Sting. He pulls the ref in front of him. Poor the ref Mickey takes. J. Yeah, Mickey J takes the, the Tim bump. White of WCW. <laughs> He ends up taking the bump, and that leaves room for, oh! the, for the total package, Larry Luger. That is very correct. It's a mosey. It's a mosey, yes. Takes yeah. Sting's bat, takes out Sting in the ankle. Yep. The ankle's again targeted tonight, folks. The, the ankle, ankle of Sting, and then Bret Hart's like, no, fuck that. <laughs> he beats, well, it's to he, make Bret Hart look better. Later on, in the well, night. they kill that like uh, later on, but you know, I'll get to that later. But he ends yeah, up so. uh, Sting. Uh, I'm sorry, Bret Hart ends up clubbing Luger with the bat, then slaps on the sharpshooter. Because sharp? well, why not? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, because you made me tap out to a single leg crab. Yeah, habit, so I, fuck I, you. I remember everything. <laughs> yeah, and he does. I don't let anything go. Lex. I'd sooner blow my brains out than let you do that again to me, <laughs> Lex. And so he slaps on the sharpshooter. Luger's tapping, even though he's not in the match. Like, it means anything. The referee calls for the bell. immediately, yeah. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that in non-finishes. Have you ever, though, had someone correctly apply a sharpshooter to you? It's awful. Have you ever had someone incorrectly apply a sharpshooter to you? Like it the squeezes, rock? Squeezing your nuts really quick. So if it's not right, you're gonna, you're gonna like, get out. And that's not me trying to be funny. I've had no, that happen true. twice. But the ref, in the end, he ends up calling for the bell. People are, what? The, what's the call? What's he doing? He ends up disqualifying Sting. He's going to give the match to Brett, but Brett says, no. I'm, I'm a, a man. <laughs> I'm going to exercise a little-known clause when it comes to the DQ oh, finish. Rare. That The person who is the victor in a DQ can say, no, I don't, I don't like that. In fact, I wanted the match to continue. And so he convinces Mickey J., well, with little convincing needed to restart the match. Have you ever seen a, this happen with an undercard performer? Never. Like, like go, okay, can you restart the match? Yeah, sure, why the hell not? <laughs> <laughs> like, you actually have to be like a marquee name to pull out this idea. I mean, well, this... We're, we're, we're overbooked as is. Oh, so this is technically the 13th match <laughs> on the card. Oh, 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 oh. So yeah, yeah, so anyway, so, so the match restarts, and it's kind of cool. It, like, holy shit, like, we're going to actually get a good match here. Yeah. How much longer does it last? Five minutes. Yeah, it, it's, it's a... It's, it's, it's nothing. It actually didn't add to the match at all. No. And the thing that I thought was interesting was, so Bret Hart kind of does a uh, a remake of the SummerSlam 91 it finish. It's the same finish, with yeah. With Kurt Hennig. Yep. But he does a very heel thing in attacking Sting's ankle that Lex Luger attacked. Right. And I thought that was a shitty thing to make Bret Hart do. Yeah. Yeah. Was Is it just me or is there a pattern in WC, or, or not just WCW, but Bret Hart in his career... 
of restarting important matches. <laughs> or, or not just him, but like the, the match against Yokozuna yep. WrestleMania that he loses, and then here comes <laughs> Hogan to win it for America. Oh. Uh, the for no reason the popping up the 97 Starcade. Really, no, right. no, because they were like, wait a minute, like you couldn't have, as someone who was so invested in that storyline in that time, when Hogan beat Sting, and I sat there and went, there was literally silence. Like, I was watching with 13 people. It was 13 unexpected. Rooms, and there's silence. And then here comes Bray. Like, oh, okay. But then you're like, that's still stupid. Still made Sting look weak. And then now. Off ever. Oh, yeah. And then so, now. But I love, the, I love the reversal. He ends up turning. Oh, it's the, very cool. He turns the, the Scorpion Deathlock into the Sharpshooter. And he gets, gets it on right. And he, is, and he gets it on right. Yeah. yeah. It's not like Kurt Hennig at SummerSlam where, where it's, it's not quite right. Yeah. But still, Kurt Hennig's in enough pain right. to where I can buy it. Right, right, yeah. right. So Sting ends up tapping. Big pop for Brett to win. And then I love the Sting. Of course, Sting's like, I'm, fuck this. I'm not even going to be. I'm not even going to try to be healed. Come, come back to the ring. <laughs> he gas Brett, come back to the ring. They shake hands. Good moment of sportsmanship. And uh, Sting's effectively gotten rid of his heel character Bret Hart <laughs> on his own. Bret Hart and Sting had several matches in WCW. Like, I remember when they feuded over the United States title. Wasn't very good. They never had a good match. And why? Like, these guys should have had, like, match of the night every single time they fought. Absolutely. And there's something about WCW's booking of matches. Like, you remember, when, like, whenever a, a WCW wrestler would go to WWF, and oh, you would yeah. hear stories about Vince McMahon watching him backstage and go, nah, he's too green. Like, yeah. you would say that about Chris Jericho. Yeah. I kind of see what they're talking about now. And yeah. it's, it's in the way that WCW matches are structured. Sure. Yeah, at the time. Which And, and all these, I, pretty much all these matches have that weird... Structure even tonight. There's no like one act, two act, three no. act. No, thing. it's just there. It's just there. Well, just to go back with Sting and Bret Hart having a good match. Same thing. Taker and Austin never had a good match. I um, like their match right. at SummerSlam. Yeah, with the exception of Austin's concussion, which he got from Undertaker. You know, like when he <laughs> you know headbutted him by accident. That's a decent match because I was actually thinking about Cold Day in Hell the other day and why that match wasn't any good. Oh yeah, and it's because of the. Uh, the Hart Foundation's outside yeah. interference. Yep. And that was before Austin's neck problems. It was, yeah. So that should have been a really good match. Totally. But yeah, like I agree with you. Like the first blood match, the yeah. buried alive match. Uh, but I can buy SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I can say that was a good match, but it wasn't the match of that card. No. It was Triple H and Rock. That ladder match. The, totally. The thing was, though, is that we hear their names and you associate those two together. And I think there's just this amazing standard that you're not, no, I don't think it's really possible well, to me. Right. But, I, but their WCW stuff, never. I never like. Bret Hart had the same it. problem with DDP. He had a feud with Diamond Dallas Page over the U.S. title, and they were all forgettable matches because they weren't they weren't booked properly. Do you remember how Bret wrote about DDP in the book? No. What oh, it was hysterical. He go so because he wasn't bad mouthing him, but he was kind of bad mouthing how he was booked. It was like yeah, so they booked DDP to be this kind of old ring wart. Who, who who had been in the business for 20 years because he was old, but he was only in the business for like six. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. But I don't know. I don't forget anything. <laughs> he doesn't. I don't forget anything. I, 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 I mean, it's your line. Let the people hear typical WCW. We haven't said that yet. Yeah, I know. Typical WCW. I never even wrote it. Yeah, because I... Oh, God. But anyway. But Brett's going on. It's going to be Brett and Ben Wall, an all-Canada final in Canada. It can't get much better than that. Speaking of which, who's in the back with Gene Okerlund? But the Crippler. It's Chris Benoit. 
I love this promo. This is a great this promo. This is a good promo. I've Benoit wait. is undermined when it comes to his promos. He has an intensity. He is starting to hit a stride here. Yeah. Oh, this is it. Yeah. When, 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 you, when you start to buy the fact that he could main event a paper. Absolutely. I've waited for 14 years. Last time I met Brett, it was in memory of Owen. This time it's for recognition. That's all I need. That's, yeah. that's all you need. That's a story. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now. But, now, to take a downward <laughs> slope of sorts... <laughs> and have you noticed how they sometimes call him Lex Luger in this pay-per-view? <laughs> they, they keep forgetting, oh, it's supposed to be total package. In the back, it's the total package with Mike Tanay. <laughs> Iron Mike Tanay. Total package in return for interfering in his match with Sting. Bret Hart gave you one hell of a shot with that baseball bat, but are you so severely injured that you really need that cervical collar? Hey, I'd like to see you compete in this, oh my gosh, excruciating pain I'm in right now. As a result of the carelessness of Bret Hart with that baseball bat, I've already seen a doctor, and I need to wear this cervical collar at all times until further examination to keep my cervical spine properly aligned. And I'm really sorry, but as a result of that, I don't feel I'm going to be able to compete tonight. But for each and every one of those fans, like, as much as I want to compete, I want them to get their money's worth. I want them to get every single dollar they can. All those total package fans, all those total package fans out there, I want them to get their money's worth. I will write a personal check out of my account to each and every one of them so they get their money's worth for not being able to see the total package. The fifth greatest athlete the planet Earth compete tonight. Isn't that great, any Liz? That's great, Lex. Dude, he is the biggest heel on this card, no doubt. Tony Schiavone calls it, because I noticed it too, in the two minutes that he was in the ring to the time he's interviewed, he managed to see a doctor, get told that his (laughs) neck was hurt, get a neck brace that they just had lying around. It's free healthcare. It's It's, Canada. It's Canada, yeah. (laughs) I I love the fact that he... (laughs) He says, I, I can't compete tonight, I, but what I'm going to do for all my total package fans to get their money's it's worth. It's funny. <laughs> I'm going to write a check. It's the most interesting promo Lex Luger has ever given. I, I like this Lex I think Luger. It's the part next that I think re- uh, that, that's the nice button on it. He says, I'm going to oh I'm going to write a check out of my to account every to every fan. Single. Well, isn't that nice, Liz? It's great, Lex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really do get the married couple yeah. together. I mean, like, the Macho and Liz oh. were always like, look how happy. These two just look like they're, look, who, who dreams of killing the other one? You're right. And so he's supposed to be wrestling Ming later. Now, he said here, I'm not going to wrestle. <laughs> I'm back. not going to. So that must mean, oh... There's going to be an authority figure. There's got to be somebody who Jeff has Jarrett's to... Jeff Jarrett's going to come out and... <laughs> so, you go wrestle here, boy! I don't know. My Jeff Jarrett's horrible. <laughs> he comes off the mountain. <laughs> Up next now, this is an absolute just train wreck. Um, I'll, I'll just say it right now. Worst match of the night. <laughs> the crowd does not give a shit. Oh, dude. No, no, no. We're going to... As bad as this match is... How many pages of notes do you have on this shitty match? Ten. Uh, well, I have almost Ten a whole page. Pages. I have a whole page because they introduced what I thought was the worst thing yeah. that Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara ever came up with, and I don't. Uh, well, let's get into it because I'm going to be talking more about that. Yeah. Than, so the, than the actual. The, the match. match is supposed to be a chain match with Vampiro and Berlin, who had been squabbling with each other in the mid card range. I liked Vampiro. Yeah. Like it was an interesting kind of sting under good wrestler. ass character. Yeah. He's Canadian. Yeah. You know, so you know right there he's a good wrestler. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he's gotta be, right? Like yeah. Val Venus. Val <laughs> He's Canadian? Yes. Sean Morley? Oh, yeah. how about the Chief. I actually really liked Val Venus. Chief Morley. Yeah. 
So again, Brown SummerSlam. It's a great match. Yes. So we're, it's supposed to be a chain match, and we're getting the entrances of these guys. We got Vampiro, Jerry only, and um, the we're wall. getting the wall with the wall. Berlin. Thank God. And Why? then that's when we hear the fight song for the University of Oklahoma. Uh, no, it's not Jim Ross. It's okay. Boy, did I perk up. Because I, I didn't know it was this soon. And I knew I was instantly going to hate everything <laughs> I was about to see. Because I actually remember this when it was going yeah. on. And I remember the online stories about Jim Cornette calling Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara threatening violence against him. <laughs> which Jim Cornette, is a, he I, is a god. I know. <laughs> Uh, He's cutting a promo on the phone. He cuts a promo that no one hears. You know, you just hear it in here, so. But, anyway, yeah. Oklahoma, who's he played by? This is actually Ed Ferrara. This is Ed Ferrara. It's Ed Ferrara playing him. And it's... And he comes out with fucking... Dr. Death. Steve Williams. (laughs) He's his best friend. Apparently not. Yeah. And it, it is so... Just insulting. So he comes over to commentary, which this is the other. If the match itself wasn't bad enough, it's the fact that the commentary is completely and utterly ruined because Tony and Bobby check out. Yeah. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. Bobby Heenan keeps, you know, Ed Ferrara as Oklahoma is his name. It is a it is a parody of Jim Ross who had just suffered, you know, uh, the the Bell's palsy yeah. uh, thing where he was taken out of commission for almost a year. Did, did you know, like they talked about? It was in one of the UK shows. It was during like a match with LOD. It happened, and he had to like. Yeah. He had to like. I mean, he had to gut out through a match, like holding up a side of his face because it had completely collapsed. Mm. Yeah. And I, I've never heard it, but that's a hell of a thing. And for of course, for them to make such light of it in such a despicable way. It, I mean, every every Jim Ross stereotype gets exploited here. How he, uh, you know, mispronounces names. Uh-huh. How he repeats, calls things three times. Yep. Yep. How he, they even do a word for word call of the Hell in a Cell match. Yep. My they God, do. he's broken. My God, he's broken in half. They yeah. do uh, talk, quote somebody's football stats. Yep. And, um, and, and, and he's doing the thing with the face. And, yep. And, you know, me, like, I, I don't mind comedy that goes over the edge at all. Like, I think that's actually a comedian's job. Yeah. But this was just a. Flat there wasn't out, anything funny about it. It wasn't funny. It was so mean spirited. Yeah. And, the, and here's the thing, too. Uh, even at the time, everyone knew this. Jim Ross was the greatest play-by-play commentator of our era. Absolutely, and and he was beloved, and we hated Michael Cole. Yeah, you know, and so when Jim Ross came back, he sounded different. But hey, Jim Ross is back. Yeah, and he was beloved, and here they are having the audacity to make fun of a real uh, affliction that he had. Yeah, and and to make light of it, and to call him Oklahoma, it was horrible. So he mispronounces Vampiro as Vampiro. Says it three times. Constantly. So that's constantly. So, it's not just once. So what is it? So this is the, let's shift gears. What's the going on match. in the ring? It's well, here's the problem. It's, it's not, not even a really a chain. It's not a chain match. Because the chain is never on both guys at the same time. It's and, on the wall for some reason <laughs> at one point. Well, and he actually puts it on himself. Like it's not like someone puts it on the wall. Uh he puts it on himself. Jerry only puts it on. Been, because when you assigned me, I read over, there had been a lot of instances where, because Vampiro and Berlin kind of met in the first round yeah. of the tournament, and Berlin won. But there were instances of, like, where Vampire would come out and the wall would try to pin him, or the, and Berlin would throw him off. It's like right. this weird kind of dissension without dissension, yeah. this, you know, for no reason at all, because apparently it wasn't, you know, Berlin wasn't working, people getting behind the wall, so they're going ahead and doing the not turn with him, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. But that's that's why this this one there, you know, they because of the whole 
Oklahoma thing, you don't get that. The, the announcers can't recant it. No, no, that's a good point. They can't. So completely. it's one of those times <clears throat> where somebody joins the commentating desk, and you instantly know, just like with Tony Marinara and with Shane Douglas, that it's going to take the all the attention away from the ring, and mm. and you're going to focus on nothing but the commentary. Buried it because. This thing gets. I mean, this match is wildly out of control. I don't even. I can't even. I can't say, follow it. Yeah, because like it's supposed to go around their necks, mm-hmm. and then Bobby Heenan says, "No, usually it goes around their the wrist, the wrist." Yeah. So it's so, so it's it goes, a strap match, but the chain is right. Like, it's like that, and it's like they might as well have called it a dog collar match. A dog collar, because exactly. that's what this actually that much is. Much better, right? But they never get it around their necks. I don't know what's going on. So then it devolves from there because at one point the wall hits. Vampiro with a big choke slam. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's a, that's the move of the match. It looks devastating. <laughs> he goes for the cover, and Berlin's like, and I love he goes for the pin. Like, what the? Is, fuck? It, is it a handicap? Yeah. Match? What? Again, when I was bringing up the ECW thing, it right. just seems like anybody can pin anybody at any time. Uh, and then Jerry only's getting God blessing. Uh, he's going in cannon fodder number one. Boy, did he fuck up a move? What? What was it? Uh, J- Jerry only. Uh, I'm sure I have it here. Getting in the ring. Uh, <laughs> I just keep writing end, 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 <laughs> and it finally does. I mean, thank, I mean, thankfully, I was freaking out. After what the, the fuck is going on? And once Berlin like gets all pissed off of the walls covering him, he they have a little shoving match. Oh. The wall walks out. You notice on the commentary desk. Like, Tony Schiavone and Bobby Heenan kept mixing up who was who. Oh yeah, like they kept, oh there goes there goes Berlin to the no, back. No, that's, no, that's the wall. <laughs> yeah, well, is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, it's a it's a Oklahoma a cam- fucks them up. Uh, it's a camel clutch, I think, is the finish right? with the with the chain. Yeah, yeah. it's. I mean, if it mercifully ends. But then, it, as as Oklahoma perfectly states, business is about to pick up as Doctor Death hits the ring. And I, all right, oh, the here's, the, here's the thing about Dr. Death. Before even he came back to WWF, I'd always heard about how awesome Dr. Death. I'd seen the magazines where he was covered in blood from his UWF and Japan stuff. Like, the guy was just an unstoppable He's wrestling the machine. S- Steve Austin had to change his name to Steve Austin. <laughs> and, 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 and so this, this was funny. So I got the feeling like he thought he was trying to be Steve Austin in this this little thing because he runs he's in Oklahoma. Yeah, he beats he beats down um, or or first he gives the stampede to I think Jerry. Yeah, he gives only the stampede. Does he get any move right? No, because he gets he, and then he does this terrible gut wrench power bomb That's on it. Vampiro that looks like it legit hurts Vampiro's. Doesn't Vampiro say something to him? I like, he's mouthing to him at one point well, after that move. Like he. He cuts a promo to himself and gets on top of um, Vampiro yeah. just like bitching him out. And then there's what's great. He goes to the, the top rope or the second rope and he starts motioning like he wants somebody to toss him something to drink. And the camera cuts <laughs> right there. And it's hilarious because I was like, is he is he trying to do the Steve Austin thing? Because like, I never understood because JR always talked about Steve Williams being his friend. Yeah. So you didn't need, you just had to be Steve Williams. You didn't have to try to make him a Steve Austin thing. But... I mean, because this was the brawl for all. That was and that was, was a, that, uh, mm, it's a year before. Oh man, really I don't remember his concoction, but oh, I, it was uh, WrestleMania 15, so it was in late well, 98, it, early 99. Yeah, yeah. So like, I loved the brawl for all. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> it was stupid <laughs> and <laughs> awful. But my God, was it entertaining! But by God, he was booked to win. That's who they wanted to come out of that was Doctor Death because they wanted uh, Bart, Bart Gunn beat Bart him. Gunn. Yeah. In the semifinal, destroyed him. Yeah, it was a it was because right, Bart yeah. Gunn. Because I remember that. Who knew Bart Gunn 
had such a left oh, cross. Oh, I can tell you, Bob Holly does in his book. Yeah, <laughs> really? He'll tell you really? all about it. It's great. I love I gotta read this book. The ball, the brawl for all part of Bob Holly's book is phenomenal. And then uh, eight months later, the payoff. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that whole you, you called it. It is the worst part of the night. Oh, it's so bad. Bar none. Oh my god. Bar none. And and I, I just wrote Dr. Death just fuck busters everywhere. <laughs> fuck busters? Because everyone everything, gets the well, fuck busters. Not only do his moves look shoddy, his punches and kicks look like cotton candy. My God. Like yeah. he's not. <laughs> like when he, he potatoes everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he, he sacked him. He weak punches, but fuck busters. It's so weird. Lex Luger, he could teach him a thing or two about a punch. <laughs> yeah. The kidney powerbomb express. I mean, I can't believe, like, I, I might have taken more notes on this than any match because of how asinine and irrelevant. It's terrible. Yeah, it just, just how awful this thing was. Please skip it if you ever see this fucking thing. Or don't. In the or back, don't. it's Scott Hall ah. with Iron Mike Tanay. Yeah. What well, a we promo. We have a lot to talk about here. What a promo. Scott Hall. Scott Hall, as we, all, as we all witnessed this past Monday on Nitro when Sid Vicious violently powerbombed Rick Steiner through the stage sending Rick Steiner to the hospital in an ambulance. As a result, Rick Steiner has been forced to forfeit the world's TV title. All of a sudden, you are both the TV champion as well as the United States title holder. <laughs> what, you got a problem with that? No, not at all. Hey, Mike, um, it's really a shame about Steiner, but now that one Papa Pump's in the hospital, Dogface in the hospital, you think they get something that kind of group rate? <laughs> anyway, look, you know the outsiders like to please their fans. So if there's anybody in the locker room who wants a little shot at Scott Hall and these belts, just tell them to come on over there. Where? We're down here. See you, Mike. A challenge later. He mixes out. up so, which title he has, first of all. It's like the U.S. title, and he points to the TV uh, title. You got a problem with that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't really matter. There you go. So, all right, so let's a brief recap. Scott Hall has both the TV and the U.S. title. How did this happen? Because last time... Last time we saw things, Rick Steiner was the TV champ and Goldberg was the U.S. champ. How did this happen? Well, all right, so... Strip. <laughs> the night after Halloween Havoc, Bret Hart and Goldberg square off in their first round match, which happens to be for the U.S. title. Ooh. And, of course, there's loads of interference from Sid and the Outsiders. Goldberg gets pinned by Bret Hart for the U.S. title. The next week, Sid comes out and says, That's my title. Because I never should have lost the match at Havoc. <laughs> I love the way it's written. Brett says, screw you, Sid. <laughs> what a great retort. Screw <laughs> you, Sid. So they end up they end up having a match that night in which I, I Sid just power bombs Brett, takes the belt away from him. I'm sorry, no, he, in a segment, he ends up power bombing Brett. He takes the belt. He has a match with Scott Hall later, who Scott Hall legit beats him and takes the belt off of Sid. So now Scott Hall kind of has the belt. So the way they try to resolve this clusterfuck is they have a four-way match on Nitro with Goldberg, Scott Hall, Sid, and Bret Hart. And in the, out of this craziness, Scott Hall emerges with the U.S. title. Now, the way he ends up with the TV title was this night was supposed to be him versus Rick for the TV title in the U.S., uh, Maybe they were in a unified, I don't know, title versus title. The Sid Powerbomb <laughs> thing with Rick Stein. <laughs> Man, what happened? <laughs> Puts him through the stage. Yeah, the sta Yeah, he Eric Bischoff. <laughs> yeah, the right. wrong part of the stage, I guess. Yeah. Jesus. 
He wasn't he, wearing that, that protective hat <laughs> that Rick Steiner likes to wear. So it, the end result is Rick Steiner takes that bump. He's out of action. So they're just like, well, you take the, you can take this title too, Scott Hall. So Scott that's Hall, how it happened? That's how he got both belts. That's how he ended up with both. And so his match tonight is against... Whoever. Somebody. <laughs> He's just going to be calling out. He makes an open challenge to anybody in the back. So we'll be seeing that. It cuts to next. Oh, it's, my God. It's Kurt Henning yeah. on the way out. And you think, oh, all these people are there to usher him out. No, it's Norman <laughs> Smiley and Conan. Yeah, you think it'd be like the ending of the tit- of Titanic. Where, yeah. where everyone's like, oh, oh, it's so good to see you. No, yeah, and he's just kind of, yeah, whatever. <laughs> he tosses some water at Conan. The- right! <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Have, have that. And then, and then we get Kimberly. Uh, we see her showing up beyond late. <laughs> and, Good, anyway, good God Almighty, we've got Kimberly. We've got Kimberly coming in for her marquee matchup against David <laughs> Flair. Uh, make a point of that because the, Tony Schiavone actually makes that call. He actually does call it that. That's that right. This is a marquee matchup. This is a match that uh, a lot of people um, who ordered the pay per view, who came to the pay per view, paid to see. Yeah, which that's I think right. is very interesting. In the ring, it is told. It is now. It's time for what. Should have been our match. We don't know. It's Ming facing off against the total package. Now, let's go back to what the total package Larry Luger. <laughs> you want another? <laughs> he just told us, I'm not going to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Which usually means, okay, somebody's going to have to push him to... Some authority figure's going to have to push him. He comes into, out anyway. He just comes out. Well, because he's a heel and all the authority figures are heels. So why would JJ Dillon's not a heel. He's not there unless it's in time to strip Sting of the time. So not only does he come out wearing the uh, neck brace, Lex Luger also just happens to be wearing his attire mm-hmm. underneath all that crap. Yes. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> that could have been awkward. This, been bad. this match is. It's, oh, it's, it's a competition it's... between this and Ventura. <laughs> Lex Luger. Because I love Mang. I, I, and you almost think that, like, if Ming respects you, he'll give you some selling. If he doesn't respect you, he won't sell a lot. Right, because Ming is one of those guys who won't sell. Uh, <laughs> and as we learn <laughs> in the coming what minutes. I, I like that what Shivani does. Shivani points out, hey, I think I know why Lex is wearing that. He's blocking the Tongan yeah, death That grip. was so smart. Yeah. Because like, I never thought of the psychology never, of that. And, never. And, but it's not played up for anything no. uh, in the match. He doesn't. Stupid. Well, I give them credit. They didn't have Ming be an idiot and stupidly try to go for it. That's what they should have done. You know, and then like, oh, wait a minute. You know, he's got. Uh-huh. This... And Bobby Heenan makes this weird fucking call in this match where he says, "Do you know what, what Meng has on his license plate?" And he goes, "What? Nobody to mess with." Uh, it's like that's kind of <laughs> long. That's, that's, what what does he drive? A, but but more importantly, plate. tell everybody what Bobby because you mentioned I did write it down, but you called it when we were off air. What does Bobby say about this match? Or I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's either him or Tony says this match is for the world title. <laughs> right, right, right. So there's a point where right Bobby Hand says this is for the world championship or something. Pause. Tony Schiavone goes. What world championship? <laughs> <laughs> and and then Tony has kind of covers for it, like oh, oh no no the, the, the winner the, the winner will be in line <laughs> for a championship match. Yeah, so you think well, Meng wouldn't win this if that was the case. <laughs> this is the typical Luger match where everything looks so fun. Those punches, Lex Luger 
the worst punches in wrestling. The it can't worst. be said enough. No. And I don't care. It, screaming Norman Smiley. No, it should be screaming Lex Luger. Because every time he gets kicked, ow! How? <laughs> because it hurts. He's wearing a neck brace. No, everything hurts. And, and the thing is, like, I wouldn't be worried about the tongue and death grip for Ming. This guy pulled an eyeball out of somebody's head. Like this guy, could, this guy could do a lot well, without having a point to do where that. Bobby Heenan calls him a savage. Yeah, he does. That's right. And I was like, yeah. that's right. That's almost a uh, that is almost a racial slur. <laughs> it's very close. Yeah, <laughs> it's very close. He's a savage. Well, he was part. Of, he was part of the Heenan family, wasn't he? Yeah, wasn't he? that's yeah, right. Yeah, so, so, Haku. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 God, I love Mang. I love that move. Because it looks like he's legit doing it, too. It's not yeah. like the Mandible Claw eventually became where it's like, ah, it's right. just kind of resting in there. And Mang had a setup for it where he'd kind of do this theatrical thing with his hands. Mm-hmm. And look more powerful. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, I'm summoning, you know, the powers of Grayskull. Yeah. Well, he was Tongan, so he's summoning Tongan Grayskull. Yeah. <laughs> but we get to the... Let me get to this. Uh, uh, this is a terrible gimmicked finish here. <laughs> Ming's got Luger on the second rope, choking him out, and Elizabeth goes for the can of mace that apparently she has never seen before. Well, She's never operated of, before. I've, I've seen a lot of mace. There's <laughs> <laughs> a statement. <laughs> Buff Bagwell. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I, I worked for, for uh, a restitution center in our state. So I had to be maced and get trained with mace. Sure. I've rarely seen one that was like light aerosol from the bottom of an injector mace. This is like mace for the mace for the trendy attacker. And what's awesome is like it has no like it has no projectile on it whatsoever. Oh, and she and she holds it down for like five seconds, and And only when she's done does she realize, oh, that's Lex, because they look alike. (laughs) They try to cover for because like she blatantly just with it's not like she accidentally she blatantly. Squirts him in the eye because he's and, not Randy Savage. And, and, uh, and she, the, yeah, well, she's and I think, but then they, they yeah, try to cover. As we all are. Well, they try to cover for it. They're like, "Oh, did you notice that? Did you notice how Ming like got himself out of the way? He pulled his head back. He did pull his head back." I was like, "I, I <laughs> guess." He's like, yeah, I but nevertheless, shit. this gives Ming the opening to rip the collar off. It's like he heard Shivani's call. Yeah. Like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he rips that damn thing off his neck. Takes I'm a savage, but I'm t- not a Tongue and death grip. Luger on the ground. And I One, love two. that it's a pin. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, if the ref doesn't count, like this this is going to suck. But it counts. And I was like, good. Which they have to cover for later with the replay because Heenan's like, oh, and then he gets him in the tongue and death grip. Lays him down for the submission. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest pay-per-view I've ever been a part oh, of. <laughs> it's a shit match. It's 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 the second worst match on the card. Ooh, wow, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, a, that's below a disco. It's Elizabeth sweet. hightails it. She's out right. of the, she gets out of the Where's scene. Randy? We get to the back though. It's Mean Gene with the hitman. Hit <laughs> Sans coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's already had a this match. another tip, typical moves. Brett promo. Best there is. Best there was. In the beginning. Yeah. This is the moment. This is the moment. As you tweeted, uh, and I saw it I, before I even saw the show. I was like, "Excuse me," oh, and then so I good. see it. Brett, he doesn't get the credit for not breaking yeah. character. Lex Luger. <laughs> is, in, is in I don't give a fuck mode. He's in Super Brawl he's Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday. It is. It's Super Brawl. He's just rambling. Elizabeth. He wanders around. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Somehow, because someone calls and someone else says Elizabeth later. I think it's Shivani. Doesn't say, just Elizabeth. 
I'd sooner blow my brains out than let Lex Luger the break me in a promo. Acknowledge Lex Luger. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great character. Lex. Total package. It's like the total pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brett stays with it and. And and I think he deserves credit for that. Yeah, he does because I mean it's I like he's like I'm gonna idiot. take care of Chris Benoit friendship or not. Like, right, right, yep. They're, but perfect. Tells me everything. Think I need that to maybe they should have implied he to maybe set up something down the road. You know, here's Lex, and un- unintentionally interrupting his promo. And Brett's he, like, fuck you. Brett, I don't want he this just story he line. just made Brett tap last month. Fuck it. Get away so from this guy. Get away. Get away from him. <laughs> Stay away from him. <laughs> John Morrison and Arthur. <laughs> oh. no, 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 you're better than that. <laughs> you can't smoke in England. Not indoors. Don't go rescue. <laughs> Damn. We're very proud of our uh, jokes, folks. Sorry. <laughs> so sorry. We c- we cut from there. We see David Flair oh going all... Polishing. Uh, yeah, no polishing. all full metal jacket on his fucking crowbar. It is disturbing. This is so weird. What? Because David Flair <laughs> is clearly not his father. No, no. not even in the least. What as was much your shit, first clue? <laughs> as much shit as I give Ric Flair, Ric Flair is an icon, and David Flair couldn't be further on the opposite end of the spectrum than uh, uh, just he's awkward, and it's oh. in his selling, it's in his movement, everything, <laughs> everything about him is so weird. Got some good callouts for that. But he was going to town on that, polishing that crowbar. He was. Like a 13-year-old on a Monday holiday. It, and I, I remember thinking, do the wet bandits do this oh, like before Jesus. they rob a house? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? The wet bandits. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, they're polishing their crowbars. Like, do you want to get the grime off before you use it? Is it more effective that way? No, the I, get, get, get ready for the next pay-per-view when the, we get some more of this. Yeah. This is great. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> the shit you're making me watch. So apparently... It's Charlie Stable just gave us notice. Stable. <laughs> well, what is Stabil? this? Is this? Is this? How is, do you pronounce? Was this Theater Two Forty again? Oh, God. <laughs> Charlie Stable. Like the Bill, goddammit. it. <laughs> Stable, Stable. Uh, the person who gave up. Who gave shit? <laughs> Look at this fucking guy. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. We've we got David Flair in the back. Wolfpack music hits. Oh. Scott Hall comes out with it's the US time. and TV. He looks something is wrong with, oh, with well, Scott this, Hall. This it's it's not quite free fall. No, but it's, not not yet. We're getting we're getting there. there. We're, we're getting we're on there. Our, we're on the way. He looks a little bloated. He looks a little incoherent without even a microphone in his hand. Oh, and it, it, clearly, I want to point this out. I don't think Scott Hall gives a shit. <laughs> All, right. I, I, I All right, so do you, you guys remember this? Like, uh, yeah. in between now, here and him and Nash have a match against two strippers. Nope, don't Three remember it at all. Because there's one that has gigantic breasts. And it, it's not the They brand. fight the hoe train? No, all right. The, the derailed hoe train. They, they, ser- <laughs> they seriously train. get... The no train. Yeah, they, they have this not give a fuck, like, constantly, which you think would be all right because it's got the old guy, you know, kind of these tenured guys kind of sticking it their way to the new powers that be. But like, no one's going to make us wrestle. We don't want to. And Nash's stick is, I'm going to come out, dress up. He dressed up as McMahon. Uh-huh. He dressed up as Sid. Remember which when he is dressed awesome. up as Sid? It looked, it looked it, wow. <laughs> his McMahon was, I mean, like Ben Nine makeup up to the teeth. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, it was, it was rough. But they, uh, Nash is like WCW sucks. I mean, like all this like shit that he basically says in all the documentaries now. Yeah, he was saying then. I got paid. Care. I yeah. got paid. That's no all. No one's gonna make us wrestle. So then the powers that be say they will wrestle. 
And it's two. It's like they wrestle two ladies, and then the third lady stands out there with smuggling midgets, and like they get her to like take her top off, but it doesn't get on. And that's like that this was a main event. Was this a nitro? Yes. That was a main event of nitro. Yeah, in between havoc. That that's. I don't remember any I, of it. I noted that because I was like, "This, that's like where these guys are." This is horrible. But he gets on the mic and he says, "Him and Nash, or Nash is on his way. They're gonna turn Toronto upside down and make he, it Buffalo." <laughs> Somehow, Scott Hall, even if he was drunk, I can't, still can't figure it out. Still gives a great promo. I know. Hey, I love Scott Hall. He's hey. the classic example of if he gave a hundred percent all God. the time. His, you know, what was interesting about his career as a whole. Uh, it, He's more known for the NWO stuff than anything else, but his matches in WWF were so much better. As his race, oh my god, he's one of the greatest characters ever created, and I can see why when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, they inducted Razor Ramon Mm -hmm. because he was the coolest person, even as a heel. You know, I remember the earliest days of me watching wrestling when he would fight one, two, three, pin and stuff, Mm -hmm. and you'd hate him, but you know that he was cool. Yeah, you know, great vignettes, great everything, and and and, and WCW was just Scott Hall, yeah. still yeah. with the cool little spit curl that Superman comes down to his nipples. Yeah, yeah, but you know, like to see him in this condition, especially knowing who his opponent was going to turn out to be, I thought this was going to be a potential match of the night. You're not the only Abs- one. Really. Absolutely, I did. Well, I was so excited <laughs> when the music hit. I love the music flub. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! It kind of no. It, it's it's not him. It, it, it's not him. No. Oh yes, it is. You get you get to, you get to old Shivani. This is gonna be a good one, brain. But not yeah. just like they're trying to sell it, but almost like thank God it's gonna be a good one. Booker T, the the guy who there has never been a black WWF champion. Mm. I don't count the Rock. No. Booker T should have won that title. Should have. He he was the one thing about the New Blood era that they got right. Yes. And I didn't know that at the time. I remember thinking, Booker T is world champion? What? No, no, no. Looking back on it, he was one of the most talented wrestlers. I saw a list, and somebody did of like the, the 10 greatest WCW matches that you... Um, and it was all post... It was in our era that we're going to be covering. I'd say 90% of them had Booker T in them. Yeah. He put on a show. Yeah. He was so entertaining. And he comes out for business. In this. He does. He has the look like he's going to go out there and win these belts. And it, his output in this match is good. He gets in his stuff. Mm. Hall, even Hall is bloated and is just... He tries. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah. Uh, of course, this has got another great call. Bob. Once they go to the outside, Bobby Heenan, I guess he's been playing WCW World Tour... He, for some reason, thinks there's a 20 count, <laughs> which Tony Schiavone goes, 20 count? <laughs> Same world title match from last Yeah, and last then Heenan, Heenan tries to cover it with, well, we're in Canada. They do 20 counts here. <laughs> uh, sorry. Had King, uh, yeah, Kingpin had already come out, so he could have been like, oh, he works one and a half times harder. Than right. But anyway. Well, I mean, the match. What can you say? What can I, it, what is this chant that I keep hearing throughout the night? It sounds like Rocky. Rocky. Okay, Rusty, I've Rocky. heard Rocky. Can I, we hear I it again I in a minute? Rocky. I've heard ECW. I, I've heard that. Yeah. But I hear the Rocky chant, or, yeah. or at least what I think is Rocky, all through the night. And I don't know what the fuck it is. Because well, the only thing that ties into that with WCW at this point is, remember they were they were doing that with Hoovy's thing. Hoovy was purposely aping The Rock's promos. Because remember, remember The Rock said when he was talking about... 
with Chris Jericho. He's like, when you were down there wrestling Hooventude Guerrero. Or, or no, he just says Hooventude. Remember that? The mm. Rock, like, names. Yeah. He calls out Hooventude Guerrero. And hey, those matches with Chris Jericho and Hooventude. Great. I remember Fantastic. They are good matches. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. are those? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, we're, 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 we're way past we're it. Way, way past it. All right, let's... The, the end of... So, of course, like most matches, this one couldn't end clean. Why? Because guess who comes out? It's Jeff Jarrett. Mayhem Jarrett in creative control. <laughs> Shenanigans ensue. Yeah. yeah. And no one, again, it's a, not a, it's a clear case of who's on whose side. Right. You get confused. This is one of those things, uh, you know, the storylines that happen, uh, like, they're great for all the wrestlers in that they get work. But here's the problem for the viewer. So much happens, and yet nothing happens. Because none of it matters. Right. And I can't follow it. Mm-hmm. I just cannot follow it. And, and it changes from night to night, from pay-per-view to pay-per-view. So the lights go go out. Yeah. And because, I hear what well, sounds like well, a gong. The, they do the finish first. Right. The, is, the, the outsider's edge. Gets them from the, the first rope. Yeah. Which yeah. is good. Yeah. Yeah. Outsider's edge. <laughs> yeah. uh, God forbid Scott Hall could pick him up like regularly, which One, I don't two, think three. he could at the time. Scott Hall gets the win. He gets out of there. and But the beatdown resumes on Booker T with uh, creative control and Jeff Chair. Oh, then the lights. The lights go out. Yeah. We hear what sounds like a gong. It sounds like a cheap knockoff of Undertaker's music. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, thinking... Undertaker? No, I'm thinking, Mean Mark Callis? <laughs> you know, he's back. Do you remember? <laughs> he would come out at this point to Limp Bizkit's first album. <laughs> <laughs> so, the lights come on, and I don't know who the fuck that is. That's Midnight. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> which midnight. I learned later. And she's actually quite good yeah. yep. for, for the little bit of time. They clean house. Work. Yeah, and it's great. I, who gives a shit? Booker T did not win like I wanted him to. Right. You know he doesn't go over, and it it just doesn't seem. Well, to that's what I, that's where we're talking about the the storyline stuff. That's what I'm getting. Is you would think these guys that were oh we're not you're not going to make us do anything. You're not going to make us do anything against the guy who hasn't really said shit as you know at least on the paper use as far as the creative control. It's all about what's happening at the moment. They would want him to get the belts. No, we're just gonna screw you over. We're gonna let Scott Hall slither out of the ring, go drink up or whatever he's gonna do. Yeah, and so because yeah, supposedly that's the thing. They're still, we know they're gonna pop up later because that's exactly what Scott he was talking Hall about. Yeah, they're gonna turn Toronto upside down. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it's sad. In the back, the total package. <laughs> oh, he's, he's still sad. looking for Liz. He's angry. He's I, he's scouring. He's, yeah, like like might I say. I don't know if the makeup, but he had taken a shower, clearly. But they gave him the, I don't know how, I don't know if it was maybe really something, but maybe shampoo got in his eye and he rubbed it. He had the mace burn around the right side of his face. I was sitting there watching, and I was like, like, holy shit. (laughs) Continuity in the Russo era? Well, (laughs) that's incredible. Showers don't help with mace in the eyes. Oh, oh, well, that's true. And right now, Tony Schiavone is calling. He's got a marquee match. <laughs> We've got a marquee match on our hands, folks. And no, 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 no. You need to sit down for this. Why? It is it, the com- the compulsive David Flair with his crowbar. There's a lot to talk about. Feuding. <laughs> what happens here? One-on-one with Kimberly Page. That's right. Not Diamond Dallas Page. It's Kimberly. A marquee matchup. A semi-main event. Woo! 14 times. 
number of times that you took your hand and smacked it on my butt. Seven with each hand. Now let me get this straight. Kimberly invites David Flair up to a room. An obvious word. Baby boy has nature boy fill his shoes. There's David with a crowbar. He's coming oh. to help his father. Kimberly's got David. Who does she ever have David? Diamond cut it off David Flair. As DDP kisses David Flair. He's got a crowbar. My God. Uh, he's lost it. He's shaking. Look at him. He's beside himself. He's completely gone nuts. He's right. possessed. What's this? That's Kimberly. 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 Do you remember me? Kimberly. I know you're in here. Don't you want to play with me anymore? I guess he's going to take after me. I don't know what he's going to do. I'm going to tell you exactly what he's going to do. It's kind of like deja vu, isn't it? This time, it's going to be more than a spanking. <laughs> you want to pick on a girl? Pick on me! Look at that face. Look at the hair. Look at the dark circles. She set him up again. She set him up again. Oh, back kick. Doing what he did to DDP. She's petrified. Look at her. And David Flair continues to walk towards her. Now out the building. Kimberly. Come on, Kimberly. You want to play with Flair? Oh, he's gone bye-bye here. Still under contract to me. So if you're not gonna shake your little booty, it's time for me to leave the group. Then you're gonna wrestle like everybody else. Kimberly's in shape. She's a dancer. She's an athlete. Uh oh. And Kimberly sees David. And David Flair jumped over the safety round. He's running through the crowd. He's nuts. Don't do that easy six days from tonight, sweetheart. <laughs> you really get to see how healed the crowd is. <laughs> for, for this match, <laughs> if you know what I'm talking match about, to happen in Canada, yeah, They're so polite. This is more. This, this is a Philly crowd. Oh, match. we get a video package that oh. sums up this yeah. whole thing. Um, oh, I love, the, dude. Before we get to the video package, right before hmm. you, we have to mention how it cuts off Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh. Yeah. Bobby Heenan goes, oh, by the way, Tony, and another thing. <laughs> <laughs> Video pack. Well, that's what he did is he summoned his... The whole night, as, as I texted Will when I was watching this the first time, they let interns run the audio and the AV it's the whole so night. It's so I don't bad. know if it was like this originally, but on the network, if you, if you watch it on the network, you can't hear a fucking thing no. No. that they're talking about. No. Like It's all visuals. The you Goldberg know? promo, you just see Goldberg yelling. <laughs> and spear! You hear it. And you don't know what's going on. Meanwhile, you hear the, the crowd murmur. The you hear the crowd murmur. Yeah, it's so weird. But anyway, so we have to talk about this. All right, so where we left off with Halloween Havoc was... DDP like just like killed Ric Flair. The filthy animals buried Ric Flair. But two diamond cutters to David Flair. Yeah, gave David Flair two cutters because he botched the first one. Not <laughs> DDP. Right. Not DDP. No, DDP doesn't fucking botch. <laughs> D- it's, he's Diamond Dallas Page, the workhorse. <laughs> Who put the whipped cream in my <laughs> bag? <laughs> <laughs> These cookies. Wait, what, how was he pronouncing? These chocolate chip. Cookies. Chocolate chip cookies <laughs> made by Keebler have melted. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, but the next night in the world title tournament, David Flair ends up destroying DDP with a crowbar, puts him out of action for a while. But as Vince Russo points out in the video that we saw, that Kimberly, if she's not going to shake her ass as a dancer, she's. She's gonna wrestle. Guess what, folks? <laughs> and never, and we get built up to this match. This is, uh, and uh, did you notice in the video, 
Bam Bam Bigelow stalking around. He gets knocked out by David Flair with the crowbar. Well, it's because he yelled, he chanted Lawrence Taylor, and he flinched. In any universe, the the idea that David Flair could take out Bam Bam Bigelow. (laughs) That is, I could take out David Flair. Like that that is <laughs> fucking ridiculous. <laughs> that, like, Bam Bam, one of the baddest motherfuckers who's ever been in professional wrestling, gets taken out by Ric Flair's idiot kid. Give me a break. So um, do we need to replace um Pager's face where he's holding David Flair in his lap with your face? Blood's on you, Rick. Blood's on you. Good call. Blood's on you. I'm a bad motherfucker. <laughs> Booger Red. Booger Red, attorney at law. <laughs> so yeah. this is gonna happen we're gonna get a one-on-one match with kimberly and david flair so the the faker nirvana music plays which brings out kimberly we get she looks hotter than ever yeah I, she uh, really does yeah, to well. not so a real wrestling her. top not really wrestling what is, is there, there's not a bra under there no. <laughs> we'll get to it later it gets, <laughs> we, we almost get it which by the way shivani tells shivani. us we're gonna by get the it the way too. this Program was rated TVPG by WWE Network. Suck in, it! In Suck what it! What universe <laughs> is this TVPG? Because it's only an implied blowjob. Not an all right, so we'll get to it. All right, so this the way this starts off, of course, is because Kimberly has given David Flair so many low blows. <laughs> and, the, the, whenever, and the whole storyline. I, I just thought a, of us saying that. This whole storyline has a horror movie vibe with like David Flair being. I don't want to say Michael Myers, so I'll say I don't know. Sleep Mick away, Myers. Sleep away camp too. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so the way this thing really, I trying to think how it really gets started. She tries to go for the low blow. It doesn't work because he's got well, a cup in there. Eight, but he yeah. doesn't pantomime well. You know, like if you watch classic wrestling, someone wears a cup or something. They're like, ah, they got to do that huge over the top pantomime so the asshole in the cheap seats can see what's going on. He just goes. Yeah, what he hits himself in the nuts. Yeah, and I'm kind of yeah because it's not exactly it clear. Yeah, I had I to have someone tell me that on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, David Flair showing his nuts have no feelings. As soon as the show's over, I'm like, all right, tell me what I missed. Yeah, <laughs> but Kimberly, this you know, she you can tell she does some work for the DDP Yoga. She's savvy. Mm-hmm. She's like, I got to get this cup out of there. How can I do it? Fake a blowjob. <laughs> no to, joke. To which, she gets on her knees. The crowd, the Canadian crowd, starts a suck it chant. Yeah. And so, not like the break it down. No, 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 no. This is legit suck it. And like, like we're about to watch this on live TV. Yeah. I don't care who you are. This is extremely uncomfortable. Well, all right. So as you say that, and so all these guys like Jim Duggan, Bret Hart, all these guys who want to get away from the trashy WWF. Oh, it's so much worse. This is so much worse. I don't remember WWF implying a blowjob other than Scott Steiner telling, I think it was Stacey. You're going to suck my dick or what? That comes later. (laughs) But that's Scott Steiner. It's it's a gimmick. Yeah, you you know, he came up with that on his own. (laughs) But anyway, so she takes the cup out and he just stands there like a fucking idiot. And she hits him with it. Now, I don't know if you've ever worn a cup. I used to wear one in baseball. Yeah. These things aren't like <laughs> sledgehammers. <laughs> they, like, they're just oh kind of hard. Yeah. It knocks him out. Yes. Well, it's a special cup made out of adamantium and mithril. <laughs> so that's why. She gets a cup out. She low blows him. 
She gets him down on the ground. Beats. First, she tries to take the cup out of the wrapping, and then it's just like ah, fine. Yeah, cup. makes him smell his own dick. I, okay, this is gonna get a little disgusting, but it, <laughs> she makes him smell his own his own junk, <laughs> and he looks disgusted by it. Personally, I don't know any man who can't stand the smell of their own junk. Well, (laughs) this was the thought that I had. had. Good (laughs) God. Like, this made me get dark in my own head. Who booked this crap? Who booked this crap? (laughs) Can we talk about the look she gave at first? It's like she channeled every amateur porn she's ever been forced to watch by DDP and went, that's the look that they get on the... Uh, yeah. This, oh, yeah. She does this kind of sexy thing with her hair. <laughs> it gets better though once she gets once she's on top of him like these wild attempted swings <laughs> at him, uh-huh. and the camera angle is Tony Schiavone says, "Well, we're all getting an eyeful." <laughs> yeah. Well, not even that, but when she pulls out the cup, the crowd just is so fucking entertaining. They start booing yeah. <laughs> like they wanted the blowjob. <laughs> I got my kid in the front row to see Bret Hart wrestle, and why not? Why can't I watch? I want to watch David Flair get sucked <laughs> off. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I I know it's trashy to talk like this, but this is garbage. <laughs> this is such garbage. What would be greatest if it happens and there's and just you just hear Bobby Heenan go, he is not his father's son. Yeah, the crowd is so heel for this match. <laughs> Space Mountain, or like Space Hill. <laughs> <laughs> So, inclined to driveway. Oh, so, Lord. shenanigans. Yeah. Well, Chris Canyon, fresh off of filming the hit film, is ready he, to rumble. Is he wearing Bam Bam's shirt? It's the it, biggest it shirt. He's he's coming out of the shirt. It, it's it's swallowing his arm. It, it, the shirt's <laughs> so big, it's his pants. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes out, delivers uh, this a beautiful Russian leg sweep. This is the one time I'm like thankful there's interference because my oh, what else could they, what else could you do with this? She's on top of him, beating him up. What else can you do after this? Like, there's not a lot. It's the raper. She, she yeah, can't. that's it. That's the next logical step for some reason. Like, this We're, match was making me think really bad things. Yeah, you're like, what's not, next? Thank can't, God, Chris Canyon shows up. Russian leg sweep. DDP ever. comes. DDP comes out. Res- I'm here too. <laughs> we couldn't come out moments ago. I like the cut to him, and it's just like, oh, there's DDP. Yeah, like it's not like a big, big fucking deal. <laughs> yeah, he's one of your biggest stars. Yeah, he comes in. That diamond cutter is, <laughs> is intense. <laughs> is what was Canyon just talking? Right off of filming the WCW movie. It's called Red in a Rumble. Yeah. It comes out this spring. Random full, plug. Full plug. Yeah, in November. Do you remember Chris Canyon that much in the movie? He's no. in it for maybe two scenes. He did all the choreography. Oh, so he was what choreographer Martin Landau versus Sid Vicious. Did he choreograph the fuck buster of the four turn yeah, buckle? The oh. four post <laughs> the four b- <laughs> Whatever. The biff naked, we're not gonna take it explosion. <laughs> that thing's nasty. It's uh, bad. By the way, uh, I'm investing the $25 for us to get a nice copy of that so that we could do it. Oh, if it was ever on Blu-ray, I'd totally grab it. Oh, it's only available on DVD. I know. Or and I sold it. it. <laughs> Why did I sell it? Because you didn't know. You didn't have the <laughs> didn't foresight know. to know. Number one, podcasts would become a thing. Number two, <laughs> who would want to relive this shit? Oh, man. 
After Paige, so we get Paige coming in. He's doing his thing. But who's coming to make the oh, save man. for David Flair? Mr. WrestleMania 18 himself. Yeah. yeah double A, Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson. Coming in with his typical, like, tight. I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> Just take that back. He's a saint. He, he is. So Arn Anderson. I love Arn. He, he gets everyone out of the ring. Everyone scurries when Arn Anderson hits. And then. And you can see it coming a yeah, mile away. David Flair's like. Nope, I don't like Uncle Lauren either. Fuck everybody. Yeah. Just this, bap, bap. And then he jizz walks after he, yeah. he kind of does this shimmy. I was going to say, when we were talking about the awkwardness, is the same person taught Rusev to wave a flag, taught David Flair how to wield a crowbar. He holds it like three quarters right up above the hook. Not like he's going to wield the long part, but he's like, what are you going to lightly bludgeon her from close range? He can't hold that right. Watch, no. watch any mugging on... What's it? He hits Arn Anderson twice with it. He hits him in the, the kidneys the kidney. and on the shoulder. Yeah, uh, but because I had to rewind it because I I couldn't figure out why he was in a neck brace. <laughs> and then oh the shoulder hit. Oh okay, he had but, to but then, real bad. But then like Bobby Heenan makes this call. Oh he hit him in the spinal cord. <laughs> <laughs> Just the cord. Eh? Just the cord. Wow the the precision of it, David Flair. I, I swear <laughs> it lasts. No joke, it lasts 10 minutes, them trying to get him out of the ring. The EMT oh, scene. And nobody cares. They're chanting Rocky. <laughs> They're chanting Rocky. I, I don't I don't know. Like, and that look on his face. He's trying oh, to act it The look on up. his face he's, is great. <laughs> it's one of those classic wrestling spots where somebody has to go on a stretcher with a neck brace and they can't blink. Their eyes are open. And they're just looking around like Edge has done this. Uh. Scene has done this. Well, yeah. That's how you... you Fame being disoriented. I can't, that's what disoriented, disoriented people can't yeah. blink. It's what you can't do. It's eye acting and oh. it's intense. And then he gets wheeled off. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody does. Never nope. be seen the fans, the fans start amusing themselves, which is a constant thing. The fans are so distracted. Like, well, let's flash back real quick. They, there's, I don't know what happens in the crowd during Booker versus Scott Hall. Oh, oh yeah. they all look. I had to look, I had to, I had to look it up. And because it happened so many times. Apparently, at one point, there was a woman in the crowd that they were chanting her to take her top off. Oh, this is Canada. I remember one other thing we I missed when I was talking about with the Revolution versus Filthy Animals. There's a Canadian out. flag. There's a guy in a Canadian like like all Canada. Oh, that hits uh, uh, Malenko. Malenko, and he gets thrown Dude, out. That which doesn't make any sense no. later on. No, because it looked legit. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll get to it. But yeah, it doesn't make sense. So. Arn Anderson, back <laughs> and as of this recording, Arn Anderson just fi- he just finally got carted out of uh-huh. the Air Canada Center. It's okay. Arn Anderson's going to be okay, I guess. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Recap of Sid versus Goldberg. Is that how you got to get me? Make me! Make me! 
the referee is stopping this from causing too much blood. When Goldberg least expected, I will be back. Goldberg! Goldberg said, I quit. Video tape, I quit. I quit. Does not lie. He gave up. He's a coward. The first chapter ended with you putting all over the ring. How about an I quit match? The referee is done this out, but the fight is started here. Look at that. Look at the power of Goldberg. He shot him. With the low blow. I got the ball. You got the ball. You got it. I, I, I can't hear a thing that they're saying, <laughs> but damn, it looks good. Can I like, quote it? That's all This thing is so weird, because going into Havoc, the whole thing was, Sid was like, you can't touch me. If you touch me, the match is off. Goldberg spears him, like a moron. Just yeah. spears him. And so and what does Sid Giovanni, do? he touched him! No, no he oh God, speared he him! Get to the face! And what, is, what does Sid do? He shows up to the pay-per-view. Why? Why not? <laughs> I've got half the brain that you do. That's coming up. I, I, this... I will. I will say, Halloween Havoc, as bad as it was, at least had a payoff with Goldberg beating Sid in the backstage with the blood. Yeah, and then it leading to a stopping of the. It's a horrible match. Yes, but at least there's a bit of continuity there. Right. This pay per view has no payoff like that. <laughs> so this is funny. <laughs> after this match, some after that Havoc match, at some point, Sid. Is like reviewing the tape and says that Goldberg said I quit at some point during that match. Dude, I want to talk about that too. Apparently, he said I quit while he was beating Sid down. You know, and this actually, this isn't just a theory that Sid has. Like, this actually becomes like a legit thing that they that they incorporate into the storyline. Yeah, I don't remember this at all. No, no, and even watching where they show this random bit of that match, I'm like. I don't see Goldberg muttering "I quit" at any point. Do you think maybe he was just so then he can't do anything? So then the promo happens with Sid, and he starts yelling at Tanay immediately. <laughs> and it, so hi, Sid. <laughs> it's so funny. And then he drops, "Don't you know I would never say I quit?" As soon as he said that, I was like, "Oh dear." <laughs> like. I, I think as I wrote it, Sid asks if Tanay can convince can conceive of him saying I quit, but rambles on before he can ever actually answer I don't the question. Anything after he, said that. <laughs> he blacked out. Yeah, Sid promo blacked out. Sid gives great promos. No matter if they make it's like Warrior. If they if they make sense, if they don't, Sid gets a pass. It felt like see the thing with Havoc was it felt like by the end of it, it was supposed to get Sid over. As this, as a baby face, as a stone cold baby Which face. Which they try again. It's like they go to the well here. This match, uh, you know, this should have been a great grudge match. It should have been a great grudge match. I mean, and this... it almost becomes it, and then it ends ten minutes before you think it's going to end. <laughs> it's a five minute and forty three second huh. I quit. Match. I saw an awesome sign. It said, "Sid, you're next," and it's Y O U R. I love that. Oh. Oh, oh, you hate the Y-O-U-R apostrophe R-E just as much as I do. I, you idiots. <laughs> hey, wrestling well, fans. Sucking dick and bad grammar. God damn it, Canada. What's the matter with you? It's supposed to be the high standard. Well, uh, well, Goldberg <laughs> power slam. Well, hold on, hold on. Before what? they even get to the ring. So, to, to go back to like a sequel to what happened with Halloween Havoc with... Billinger just kind of looking at the door and sitting. <laughs> yeah. The music, the commentary is so loud. 
Dillinger <laughs> knocks on the door. He reacts to what looks to us, the audience, like nothing. He just kind of jumps back. We don't see the door move, nothing. And he, and then Goldberg bops out. Like, Bust it open. Do, yeah, Goldberg's ready. And, and, and he's got these 180-pound security guards. The black guy who was a security guard looks confused after 15 seconds like do we stop do we, because, because because Goldberg Goldberg gets to the entrance does his beautiful I'm a bull so I'm like, <laughs> like breathing I'm smoke. snorting nitrous and then it looks like brand new security guards falling because the black guy just doesn't know whether or not to go out with him it's so funny <laughs> Like he does this look back. Like, oh, I love every bit of Goldberg's entrance. It's something new every single time. It's oh, a great study in awkwardness. Now, what do you so think weird. made him jump? You think Goldberg had like a quick new picture of him having sex with his mind? And he throws it away. I don't know. He just jumps back. It's hysterical. Because usually, I remember watching Goldberg when he would do this, and the door would actually shake yeah. for a second, and, and then Dillinger would jump back, and it looked great. Yeah. The door didn't do shit. Yeah, and I'm just okay. He just reacted to nothing. You see the 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 next like Goldberg DVD. I love fucking with him. Sometimes I'd have like a head or a dead kitten or a puppy. <laughs> Dillinger is is starting to become Goldberg's Ralphus, <laughs> which ironically would have actually given Goldberg another element of. It would have added a layer, or, or, a much needed but, layer. What's amazing is he has so much heat himself in this match. He is booed once again. This is the this is Canada cheering a WWF guy. Granted, Sid started in WCW, right? But his best runs were, were with WWF. Oh yeah, yeah. Now Sid justice this, all the way. This Sid is supposed justice. to be an I Quit match, but there's no microphone, so this is going to be just Mickey J. Asking uh, which one to take his word for it. I didn't want a repeat of WrestleMania 11 no. with Roddy Piper no, sticking the microphone terrible. and Bob Backlund. What saying, do you say? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't want that, but let's. Oh, we have to break this match down because it's, there's shit that doesn't make sense. No, through it. So, in the beginning, we get we get Goldberg with his big power slam. In the beginning, we get good fighting back and forth. Sid nails his choke slam relatively early. He gets it's, his, it's a good choke slam. He keeps the pace slow, trying to wear Goldberg down. I mean, it's methodical. It makes sense. Um, all right, so Goldberg then like he he, he uh, ch- turns a choke into an arm bar. The crowd boos terribly. I've noticed more and more with every submission he does. Why in an I Quit match? Does Mickey J break the hold? You're right. This is it. Mickey J, as as bad as the match is on its own, Mickey J ruins this match. He breaks the hold for no reason. It doesn't make any sense at all. Huh? Yeah, and maybe he didn't know it was an I Quit match. Yeah, it, I love I love that. That's a continuity in wrestling where the referees forget the rules. You know, like totally. like, like with. <laughs> no disqualification tag matches and there's still tags. <laughs> yeah. It's a tornado tag. Medium tag. Yeah. But some points it is starting to sell. He's got a bad shoulder, bad right. collarbone. He starts selling that hardcore. Yeah. At the same time, the crowd starts chanting Goldberg sucks. Yes, they do. Like the crowd's really against Goldberg yep. at this point. And uh, <laughs> I love what comes I next. So I don't know. Whatever shoulder is it's bad. The right shoulder is bad. <laughs> the right shoulder is bad. Goldberg puts on a Cobra clutch, which is supposed, to, which gonna... is over the left arm, <laughs> uh, the way he does it. To which Tony Schiavone outs him immediately. Tony Schiavone calls it. Thank God. 
He's got the wrong arm. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so how, I don't know how he's going to tap out with the bad arm. They start. I'm and I start wondering: Is Mi in kayfabe? Is Mickey J actually hurting Sid by raising the bad arm? Oh! <laughs> Stop! You're making. Ow! Ow! Well, what's awesome? He slaps on this the Cobra clutch on the wrong arm. Mickey J lifts up one arm. It goes down. He's like, "No, that's it. I'm done." I wrote. I quit. I wrote. Says Mickey yeah, J. I literally wrote. Fuck! <laughs> because the match at this point, about a minute before, was just starting to get intense. The, the grudge match appeal of it was starting yeah. to come out, yeah. and it just ends. It, it is a no, no bullshit. It is a five-minute I quit match. Sid passes out yeah. from the pain. Mm -hmm. He never says I quit. Never does. No. He's so we got the same. Still in the match. We got the same fucking we finish we got with yeah. Halloween Havoc, and it doesn't pay off. There's no, no payoff. It doesn't make Sid look strong. It makes him look like a fool. <laughs> yeah, uh, like they never do anything with Goldberg after because you would think once people start getting on you like that. I mean, true, it's just Canada, but if the next night, if it was the same thing, that's when you right. start turning because you got a monster fucking heel with Goldberg being healed. Totally. Right? Oh, it, yeah, he's a great monster. So we don't see his. Does he ever spear him? We don't even. We, I know we don't get a jack. We definitely don't get a jack here. I don't even know if we get a spear because we guy, don't get a power bomb. Which to take it back. To the video package, I don't know why they kept this in because it was a mistake. In the video package, they show Sid power bombing Goldberg, and Tony Schiavone's call is that he gave him a jackknife power bomb. Yeah, which I was like, that's like if Disco Inferno hit Lash Larue with a Stone Cold Stunner, and he you know? called it that, and he <laughs> called it that. Yeah. yeah, because the jackknife is Kevin Nash. Yeah. But anyway, so this is terrible. This could have been a. It is this really could have been a good been match. Good. It really could have been because. You got two guys that I'm not gonna say they're great workers, but in this type of match, even though again I in a violent kind of just yeah. bullshit, and and they're not calling Sid the Millennium Man anymore. No, like, they, there is a sign that says the Millennium Man, but they don't call him that right now. Nope. I, I guess he's going undefeated again. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's back. Well, he's he's that is one of his name. That is one of the greatest catches. It is. That you've, that it you've is. Noticed. And we won't. And we won't. If I change my name, <laughs> it makes me undefeated. <laughs> Hey. hey! They're hey. calling him Sid Vicious again. Yeah. So it, it ends just so abruptly. Like it's a sub 15 minute marquee match yeah. of the night. This is one of the big matches. I was looking forward to it, hoping that we'd get something out of it. Uh, it's just terrible. And, and it sucks because these guys are more than capable of putting on something that's decent. Yes. And this isn't even that. In the back. Lux it's me, <laughs> Larry Luger. He's with Mean Gene, man. He's got a lot of airtime tonight, he does. doesn't he? And I'll tell you, I've never been more over with <laughs> this. It's hysterical listening to him. Get, he start. He calls out Liz. Yeah, he says "fuck women." <laughs> like this whole pay per view is so anti woman. Anyway. The total package doesn't get mad. He gets <laughs> even, <laughs> and to remind Liz of that, <laughs> she's nowhere to be. She's <laughs> tune into Nitro. This is when we start getting the plugs for right. Nitro. Yeah. Hey, don't forget, you just paid forty bucks to watch this. Check out our free TV. But here we are. It's time. It's time for the finals, the world title finals. Here, it is Chris Benoit. It's Bret Hart, an All Canada final. <sighs> all right, all right, all right. So. Both guys come out. Pretty heavy pop. Brett gets the bigger pop of the two, clearly. So, what did you guys think going into this? Like, I wrote, the first thing I wrote, and this is a quote, this 
This better be the best fucking match. It, all right, so by process of elimination, we know this is... Meltzer gives this three and a quarter stars. Whoa. For good... I'd say for pretty good reason. These guys... It, one thing you notice in the beginning is both guys work very snug. Oh, Bret Hart doesn't get an... Uh, we haven't talked about it much on the show. Um, his match with Sting and the match that's about to happen. He's stiff, but safe. Yes. It, it looks so good. Yes. Yeah. Which is classic Bret Hart. Bret Bret swinging away, Benoit's chopping away. I mean it. It looks it looks hard. Like it looks very stiff. It looks very snug. Like you know what I mean. Like it's um, uh, it's everything you would want out of both these guys in this type of match. You know when it's all on the line. So uh, you know in that respect, I really dug this again. And it's I like the pacing in it. Like it's almost like they're like, all right, fuck you, bookers. We're gonna run this the way we know how to do this back in the, back in the dungeon days when we used to do this and Stu would stay up naked and watch us. <laughs> Nothing weird with that, holy. <laughs> There's this recurring thing of interference, and the only thing that I can come up with is that Vince Russo doesn't have faith in the matches carrying themselves. Because this should have been a great match, much like their match um, for Owen. For Owen, yeah, that happened in I think July on Nitro. That's right, uh, and it was a great match. And this, go, can you go on. Yeah, so I, I I just don't know what to say. It's a it's leading into it like you know you get a good trade off like Brett tries the sharpshooter. Benoit tries a cripple cross face. Both guys maneuver out of it. Like the one thing they sell is that both guys are very familiar with one and one yep. another from over the years and stuff. And you know, but Brett hits a killer pile driver. Oh my god! In Doesn't the crowd, it look beautiful. It it's it's so good, and you're just like you know. That's why some guys should be allowed to do that move. Who right. can do it? Yeah, like wrestlers like Bret Hart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and, and Benoit sells it. Benoit's selling in this match is really good. Yeah. I, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Because yeah. it's hard to believe that Chris Benoit can be hurt. And and to this, to your, you just mentioned the spike pile driver. How about the spike tombstone from yeah. Benoit? Well, Benoit does a great, and he holds it for yeah. a second. I'm and like, adjust it for safety. He yeah. does. Cause, yeah, because Benoit was, was that good. <laughs> great sign I saw in the crowd. Wait, exclamation marks, this isn't WWF. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it almost could have been with, well, with a match like this. So here's where we get uh, our interference spot, which is a botched interference spot. Benoit hits a diving headbutt. Oh, goes great. for the pin. Brett is smart enough. Oh, it's Brett. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how Brett knew that Scott Hall was drunk yeah. and didn't and, <laughs> and, and 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 wouldn't pull out Charles Robinson in time because you can see Scott Hall on the you know walking down stupering. the ramp, stupering, doing this shit, and it's like no no no, you need to get here quickly. Yeah, and Brett, I mean, he doesn't just kick out; he fucking sits up like the Undertaker. Yep. Oh, he's pissed. Yeah, as he should be because they're ruining his match. So we get. Scott Hall interfering. Of course, the ref's done. Ref's out. Ref's ref it's, and it's team. Charles Robinson. And once again, keep in mind. Yeah. yeah, Scott Hall kills him. Scott Hall. Uh, we get a fallaway slam on Benoit. Goldberg appears. He spears Nash to hell, and uh, chair shot from Hall on Goldberg. Brett retaliates on his own. The Outsiders and Goldberg then they kind of cluster among themselves and fight on the outside. It's here, weird. I get annoyed here because they the decide camera to cuts in half. Yeah, like don't. What the fuck? I this don't is care. the world title match. We don't need to focus on these idiots who just interfered. I remember cutting off one of my eyes like this, like 
just so I could watch the world title match. Because I don't care. I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Nothing. This is what was disappointing. Is at the time, you know, there was a lot of, of talk about Brett joining the Outsiders. Yeah. Like it was a right. lot of just the way things were going. And here they come. You're like, oh, and then it just, that's it. It's like they come out, and then here comes Goldberg. This was the big, like, Nash and I are going to turn Toronto upside down. Like This is it? This you're going to walk away from Goldberg, who's slowly stalking you? I was yeah. going, really? Why? Because I also love, like, Goldberg's, like, when they cut to Goldberg, it's so anticlimactic. It's like, oh, it's, it's Goldberg. Yeah. Still no jackhammer. <laughs> no. You know? A jackhammer on his well paper. do it. Yeah. No jackhammer. Just grab one of them, please. But that's what I don't get is is that you know I mean I, okay not not doing what fans are expecting, all right. But they didn't do shit. No, it didn't. It didn't add anything to the match. It only pissed me off. Yeah, it. Thankfully, these are the two best workers that are in the company right now. Absolutely, bar none. Yeah, but they eventually are at. They they finally then they stop cutting away to him. Benoit continues to work Brett's leg. I forget the spot where he signed. Because I'm, I think Brett is still kind of selling. The remember when his match was from the Luger? previous month? Yeah, 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 and it, it does come back. Yeah, in the match, I don't remember exactly how. But this ben, is where you get your clip, your uh, intro from Malcolm in the Middle clip is from this match. Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah, it, but, yes, it is. Yep, we get um. All right, oh, so, oh, so during the cut part, Benoit, I had to rewind it because I heard the call because I was too busy like trying to avoid the backstage stuff. Uh, Benoit did a dragon screw leg whip. Yes. And it looked phenomenal, and it was completely overshadowed by the backstage stuff. Yeah, you know, He did that's it right. while the they split whip. the camera. And I was like, I haven't seen that move in a while. And I was like, I want to see that. I love Brett's comeback. Superplex. Oh, I it's great. It. it looks intense. But, all right, to go with the... With the you're selling, because Benoit works that leg yeah. a good two or three minutes hard, and then you're able to do a superplex. That's true. The thing is, though, the way, like... That's true. It, Brett doesn't like pop one of those off like it's nothing. Like the good thing is in these other matches, people are doing them at the beginning of the match. Mm -hmm. He's saving because it's a big spot. You save it. Brett for the Hart end. always said the superplex was. He always saved it. Like yeah. Owen Hart in the cage match. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he, he didn't want to do a superplex unless it meant something. I love one of his things. I always love is when he headbutts a guy in the kidneys. Oh yeah! God like, damn it! Like, Bret Hart's <laughs> Mel Gibson headbutt is an he is the Mel Gibson of wrestling. He no is doubt. The Mel Gibson. Of yeah. Wrestling. yeah, he is. Just, I'm just gonna beat the shit out of you, <laughs> and you're gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> Bret, his punches are my favorite. Uh, his headbutts. I mean, he 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 works Benoit. I don't know how he does it. Somehow he Benoit's in control. He goes. He gets the Germans. He goes. He, he does the Germans. He then tries to turn into a dragon Why? suplex. Why does he do that? I don't know. Because it's a, set up for the finish. It, it's a set up for the finish, but I remember thinking, like, psychologically, why, would, why wouldn't Benoit just try another German suplex? Right. For which, free, then go for which the dragon. The, oh, time but out. Then, Tony Schiavone, call everything you could want in a pay-per-view. <laughs> I just want to point that out. Let's move on. Because, <laughs> oh, oh, wait, Bobby Heenan, what's going to happen tomorrow on Nitro? But yeah, the, this <laughs> final exchange between Benoit and Brett is the highlight of the match. Absolutely. It's great chain wrestling. Yeah. But like I said, it doesn't make sense yeah. that Benoit goes for... What, what is that? It's a, dra a dragon suplex, like a full Nelson. Then yeah, it's a full Nelson suplex. suplex. Yeah. 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 yeah, It's generally a pain combination. Right. Oh, and by the way, the referee is now Mickey J. Oh, yeah, great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> after, after Mini Nash was murdered by the hands of drunk Scott Hall. Oh, 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 and while Benoit was outside, someone threw a fucking oh, soda at him. Yeah. 
Well, this way. Fuck that guy. <laughs> there, there is a. There There's is some a more trash. Toilet placement coming towards. There's the a end. big toilet. There's a big toilet paper. Oh yeah. Well, first of all, someone throws it before the match, and they throw it at the end of the match. <laughs> you know, it just what the fuck. But anyway, so this exchange he, so happens. Benoit he tries to go for the dragon suplex, but then he, he's. I guess Brett fights it off, so then he tries to go into the cripple cross face, and I don't know. I this is oh, why he's beautiful. a great wrestler. This is why he's the best wrestler ever. He turns a cripple cross face into the sharpshooter. Yeah, and then and it looks like it makes sense. It's like he said that Malcolm in the Middle oh. clip, where it's like, well, it's I'm not gonna... even that. He he doesn't turn him over. He flips him upside <laughs> down, yeah. and it looks great. It looks like a dad really pissed off getting yeah. ready to get the kid a whoop. I mean, it's like. I mean, he Lord. totally gives him the "you're not the boss of me now." Life isn't fair because in six weeks he gets kicked in the ass. Oh no! It's awesome. Benoit taps. Bret Hart wins it. The crowd is the crowd ecstatic. jumps. Static. Yeah. The kids come in the ring. Julie shows up. Julie shows up. Yeah. yeah. And she just kind of is like, "Yeah, I'm married to Bret Hart." Yeah. <laughs> he keeps on sleeping with all these women all the time. Yeah. Oh, Bret's not getting anything from no, at the hotel. No, 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 oh, no. poor. But you see the crowd starting to get up before as he's locking that sharpshooter in. You see, especially the multiple replays. Yeah. There, like you see the you see the guys. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, do, I want to point out this was two almost two years it's after. The last note I have after Bret Hart got there, and they and they built it up as a work that hey Bret Hart feels like he's a guy who was worth a lot more than what the company thought he was. He joins WCW in late '97, wins the world title for the first time in late '99, and by that point, nobody cares. And. Nobody cares at this point, right? You know, and it's because like because he went. I remember, I remember hearing about it while it was going on. Like Bret Hart won the title, and I just thought, well, it's about time. Yeah. Like, but it's too here's late. what's fascinating about it. Like Bret Hart was heavily a heel in WCW from Fuck the beginning, uh, and and the thing that turned him face that started to turn it was Owen's death. Because remember, as soon as it happened, they had him come out. He cuts his ten minute promo on Nitro after Six Owen weeks dies. Later, yeah, it took a while. Yeah, but they. And because, of, of course, I mean, the guy had business to take care of. I get it. I mean, he probably, I don't even think he was at Nitro probably for those next couple of weeks, period. Can't blame him. No, not at all. But it seemed like after that was when they, and it was organic at that point. Like, the crowd didn't, the crowd was did not want to do it at that time. And I think even at that point, like, it was one of the smart things that whatever they're doing writing-wise, because it's pre, pre-Russo at that point where they decided, okay, let's just kind of go with it here. And it works out because... You finally get like Bret Hart as Bret Hart should be in this type of face role, the guy like questing for the belt. Right. He's he's the hero. Yeah. And should be the hero. So the show ends. It's weird because it once again just kind of cuts off. Yeah. WCW doesn't want to. They don't leave you any room to enjoy it. As, you know, as much as we love Bret Hart, we have to talk about the buy rate of this pay per view. All right. Um, so that's a good thing to segue into. So we talked about the attendance. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Canada, they want to see Brett. They want to see Benoit. The Nitro, before Mayhem, drew a 3.1. The Nitro, after, the night after, drew a 3.4. This was the highest rated Nitro for the remainder of the year. Uh, they never got to this level again, so there apparently was some interest in Bret Hart having the title. Totally. But... Bret Hart did not sell this pay-per-view, sadly. This was one of the lowest-bought pay-per-views in WCW history. WWE had Survivor Series, which also sucked that year. So Let's talk about that buy rate. That's good. It's good to bring up. What's the buy rate for Mayhem 99? 0.45. 
compared to Survivor Series is 1.13. Yes, I believe right. 1.14. 1.14. And attendance-wise, 18. Did about 18,000 in Detroit. In Survivor Series? Yep. Yeah, that sounds about par for the course yep. for WWE. Yep. WCW was actually really surprised that they got almost 14,000 people in that arena. But not really surprised it's because Canada, it's Canada. Yeah. And with two Canadians in the yeah, Final Four. You're going to want to put Brett in the show. Now, the, the show as a whole, I think, personally, I know you like it. Yeah, it's... I think this show absolutely sucks. <laughs> I do. But I applaud the what not the booking, but but that Bret Hart this was his shining moment in WCW. Yeah, this was his this was his thing. Apparently he's not very high on it. Uh, if you look at the Bret Hart DVD where he's personally selected his matches from both companies, he puts the Benoit match that was in uh, tribute to Owen on there and he doesn't put this match on there. Yeah. Which I can only attribute to, to the, the fact that there's so much interference. Yep, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Sorry, uh, so let's do it. Um, round, round the group here. Highlight moment of the night? Match of the night, Chris Benoit versus Jeff Jarrett. Chris Benoit, he doesn't save the show, but he's got the two best matches on the show. Yeah. Thank God he was on this show. Uh, worst match of the night? Uh, first of all, let me say there isn't a match, in my opinion, that gets a three out of five. The highest is a two and a half. I got you. Uh, Fair enough. But the worst match of the night by far is, and it's how you could be worse than David Flair versus Kimberly is amazing, but Vampiro versus uh, Berlin. I mean, nobody, nobody booked the match. Nobody. There was no, no and, booking. And the sad thing is, Berlin slash Alex Wright was a good wrestler, but when he became Berlin, he became this kind of like mm, like monochromatic kind of wrestler that just didn't do anything. Uh, and which is weird because Alex Wright was a great high flyer, very athletic. Totally. This was a great character for him. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, the, it limited his wrestling ability. So he, he got very carried away in some of the promos, though, about taking over. And but there was one that was like really kind of. Like, and I'm German, and I even went, like, mm. you got to back up there, Alex Wonder Kid. You right. know, we gotta God forbid he ever there. fought Barry Horowitz. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> In a get you to the mind oven match. Oh, no, 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 no. All right, so Jason, your big moment of the night, worst moment of the night, or if you want to do match, that's fine. Go ahead and uh, give well, it to me. I mean, I'd be an idiot. I mean, Bret Hart winning, finally winning the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. That's a big moment. Uh, also, because I think it's a big moment because it was Benoit's pay-per-view main event premiere. Right. Yeah. Like, well-earned. You know, it was... And I think it would have been a lot better without any of the interference. It was just tacked on. made no sense. Um, you know, and, and just throw that in there. Did Jeff Jarrett interfere in this match at all? No, we Weirdly, didn't. Weirdly, no. <laughs> would you think that would be... Oh, Mayhem Jarrett. The one time where, May, where Mayhem Jarrett was like, <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think this pay-per-view would have gone over a lot better if the semifinals had been done on Nitro. And they'd actually booked... The main event will be Bret Hart versus Chris Benoit. Yeah. It would have given it more prestige, I think. Absolutely. Like to go, holy shit. That's a this problem is when you match. do that. When you I leave like it open, the, you know, when you leave it open, you don't have it fully booked, people won't buy. Yeah. But that's the I, I like the tournament. I like like the King of the Ring tournament. Oh, the King of the Ring. Yeah. I like the, the first few years. There being a few matches for the, the tournament. Because then you go, wow. Because you know, I mean here it was you know, it was Jarrett, Benoit, Sting, and Brett. So people kinda had a foregone conclusion it's gonna be Sting and Brett. Right. Actually, it wasn't. I mean, as far as the the win, 
because I don't remember them advertising who would be facing who at right on the nitro. I kind of like having the because then you get your you know you can let your workers shine, the people that can do two matches in a night do two matches in a night, and still you know the second match still be worth a damn. So I I like those. It, it, it kind of adds to the feel of the tournament. It feels like a big payoff. This one actually for a tournament had a good payoff. I mean I felt you know. Sting winning it again to me would have been a big, not a big deal. No, Jared winning it would have been a big deal. He hadn't won it yet at, at this point. Right. Benoit definitely winning it. I mean, Brett winning it, but I don't know. I but low point to me really the low point was the was the David Flair stuff. I mean, as clusterfuck as the Vampiro in Berlin, I think I don't think that that would have been a third as bad without the Oklahoma shit. I think if we had if we'd have had people actually calling the match, giving some background. There's no telling how that would have went. But the David Flair stuff was, I don't know. It, it wasn't a match. Oh, I'm not disagreeing it with was you. A, yeah. It's because it's because of Oklahoma. Yeah. I hate that character with a passion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'd I have to third that as well. I, The highlight for me still above all, it's, it's Mr. Perfect having that one little moment. Because Mr. Perfect doesn't get many moments in wrestling, really. I mean, the sad thing is, like, the... The guy only had a small window that he was really, really healthy and being able to do things. And he you know, was so good. He really was. It was just neat to see this, even though like a night later, it's completely invalidated. But but I think it's sad that every highlight I can think of with Mister Perfect involves him losing. Uh, SummerSlam, Bret Hart, Royal yeah. Rumble. Uh, he was it's the Hogan. last one eliminated by Hogan. Hogan. Yeah. You know, and then there's this, and then there's Royal Rumble 2000. Two where he is one of the final four. That's right. And it's like, holy shit, could Mr. Perfect win this and make yeah. the comeback of the year? No. No, of course no, not. I can't no. really remember, like, other than when he beat Ric Flair on, yeah. on Monday Night Raw. There are not many victories no. that you and get for, with. for what Bret Hart claimed was the greatest wrestler that he ever worked with was Kurt Hennig. Yeah. Uh, to have a, a career that was mainly made up of losses. Uh, so I, I like that. I like that you like that. Yeah, that that as much, and I do. I for for the match, like um, I I love if you just take away the interference, the the Benoit heart, just to see them going at. And I will say, like, what was surprising for me really was how much I enjoyed Jeff Jarrett wrestling because I never, I never gave him the credit uh, as 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 the one guy who once I don't remember who said it, but he broke a thousand guitars and he never sold a ticket. Something like that, yeah, you know, yeah. Because like there was a big stigma with Jeff Jarrett that he legit thought he was as big as Hogan or as big as Austin. Yeah, yeah. which is you know that's all on Jarrett. But the guy could work. Yeah, you know, and he God he could get some heat. So this all right. So and that so I I totally agree with you guys on matches. You know, no doubt about it. Um, let's finalize it out. Rating. We 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 doing one to ten rating here. Is that the if, well, if we do one to ten, then, then the rating changes. I do mine on a five. On oh, five, we'll do it on five. That's perfect. Let's do one on the five. It's a for me personally. It's a one point five out of five. One point five. I, I I thought this was worse than Havoc. It didn't have a match the quality of Benoit versus Rick Steiner. And let's go back to our tally. If we go back to our tally real quick, we said we were going to keep track. We had twelve matches. Oh, I have the match. Right Thirteen, now. if you're nasty. How yeah. many? And how many had um, twelve matches? How many had interference? All but two? It, that's right. Goldberg and Sid did not have it. And Technic, well, did Buff, like, Buff and um, Imperfect, the thing is, they didn't, the interference was before the match started, so I don't know if that really counts. Oh, you could. What's the other one um, besides Sid and Goldberg that you were mentioning? Sid and Goldberg didn't have any interference. I don't. Mm, well, the Berlin Vampiro didn't have it because it was after the match was over when Steve Williams. But, but the wall was all up in that match. Yeah. But that's, but you, 
There was no. There's no. It's no disqualification. It's no, you know, there's no differentiation because he was like Bell. All right, here's the bell. Here's the wall. He's going to take the first lick. Okay. Right? So all right. So out of five, uh, the ma- my match rating averages out to a one point eight. Uh, the matches of the night were Chris Benoit versus Jeff Jarrett and Chris Benoit versus uh, Bret Hart. Yep. Chris Benoit was the MVP of the night. Totally. Yeah. I, I'd agree with that. I, Hands I, down. I love. Work, him as a wrestler. Work, work two very, very good matches. No, yeah. I mean, for what they, for what income, they were. For what they were. Uh, Benoit did his best, and I just feel so bad, you know, f- for him and Brat, and even Jeff Jarrett, yeah. if they had to deal with this kind of shit. Yeah. Benoit and Jarrett had great chemistry. Yeah. You know, I, and for me, that's that was the best match. That was as good as it could possibly get. And it opened the show. See, and the, the, the reason I, I, I guess I, I look upon it a little bit fond, I'd probably give it at highest would be Highest would be probably two out of five. I, I don't think I could quite give it two and a half. But here's one thing that I, on a fun level, that I really like it has a great opening, has a killer opening to a pay per view, and has a very satisfying ending. It, sure. It's like a good movie. Like a, a movie can have a, a crappy middle, but if it has a great opening and a great ending, a good first 20 minutes, a, a good last 20 minutes. Indiana Jones and the Temple of God. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. And on so, that level, I, I understand where you're coming from. Where where would you toss it, Jay? Uh, I mean, I don't I don't like doing the ranks because it's this is more than just now it's sports entertainment. It's more just a match, but I would give it a one. Okay. I mean, it, because that's the, fair. The, the the positives are so outweighed by those negatives. Like they're they're just they're not even that they they're holes that the positives have to dig out of. They're just complete detractors. Right. I mean, just the and I know you know we were joking about it earlier. I mean, the Attitude Era in the WWF was pretty misogynistic. But this right. kind of takes it to a This goes so far. Oh, yeah. Because at least the women in WWF were powerful. Uh, Sable, Sable bombing Mark Marrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we got that. Or China winning the Intercontinental title. Yeah. You know, like there were moments like that that kind of justified what they were doing to women. Which, you know, at the time, as a teenage kid, you didn't care. You wanted to see naked women. Yeah, and, that's it. And you loved those, those divas in WWF. Yeah. But looking back on it, it's definitely a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Because you're older and you have respect for women now. Yeah. <laughs> you but, know? but like, say... Some of the whole, like the the Tory being kidnapped, and then put in a shark cage, just oh and she's God. objectified by the people that come to rescue her too. They're just using the camera, zooming in on her ass, talking about her, and then it's for her to not even have like a a real moment, payoff moment with any of the the revolution. Like they could have had her in Asia, like really go. Yeah, that would have been fun. That should have been a match. Or had I mean, like sure. Eddie Eddie is a great enough worker that. He could have had a few minutes with Asia. And right. Made her look like a million fucking he, bucks. He did with China. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we see that. And, and, and you can buy it. it. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. So, but that's why, because it, I mean, not just that, like the, the David Flair thing again, way too rapey, way too creepy. Yeah. Doesn't fit. It crosses a line. And and I get, you know, when you guys are talking about, uh, I mean, yeah, Benoit's the MVP. Arn. To me, because what he tried to do at that moment is he tried to give David Flair. Jesus, a that's a reach. <laughs> well, 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 he tells a story uh-huh. in that in those moments. Well, it's what he was doing. Uh, it's like Rick. All right, Rick's gone. I'm trying to help David. I have separate to work out for his boy. I'm, I'm trying to help him separate himself and give him something because, and that's what I'm saying there because that's that's a big thing. Aren't I mean shit? Aren't should just come out and beat shit out of him too? Like, what's your problem? That's that's the Arn I would see is what's your problem? But no, he did. He takes a whooping by David Flair. Yeah, by David Flair. Arn Anderson. I mean, he did what Bam Bam. 
guys in the history of the, the, the best WCW action figure that they ever came out. Yep. He was and ready to do both. Ready DDT. to do a spine buster and ready to do the DDT. Perfect. I still have that action yep. figure. Love that. Guy. Always need to paint his ass though. Like you know, his, his ass always fell off. Yeah. Or, or you know, like you could see it, and his head would get bald like quicker than Arn would in real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. So that kind of that wraps up. Our, this wraps up episode two, WCW Mayhem 99. We're looking ahead. We'll be a couple weeks down the road. We'll be hitting Starcade 99, the end of the millennium. The Ooh, end of the millennium. How do you want to go out? <laughs> how do you want us to remember you in the 20th century? Here we go. Starcade 99. It's it's going to be quite the journey. You can all right. So plugs the the podcast. You can find it on Twitter. It's at New Blood Pod. We also have a forum so you can write in your own memories, your thoughts, and reviewing these on the WWE Network or looking up the past cards on the internet. That is at newbloodpod.freeforums.net. Just sign in, write in a little bit to us. We'll write back. It's okay. Individuals, I am at William Rankin83. Charlie, you're now on the Twitter. I am on the Twitter. That's <laughs> I, I literally was on my way to Renton and post from UPS store to be like, go, well, Charlie's dad, Chuck doesn't have it, but you can do it at P.O. Box 108. William Rankin got me a Twitter account, and God bless it, I love it. It's C at CM underscore stabs. <laughs> That's perfect. CM stabs. Oh my God. I am at the Jason Kiesler. Still on the quest for the nickname. No one followed through. Dr. Coctopus for me is still where it's at. Um, <laughs> Doc Cock. No, no, we're not going to go that route. It's a family it's show. But it's Dr. Cocktopus. I didn't go to Dr. Cool or nothing. But uh, that's where we are. Some fun stuff if you want to play around in the forums. It's 99, right? Let's talk about our 1999 music playlist. I think that would be kind of great because... Do, do, do. No, do, do. no, not so. <laughs> I mean, yes, it can be. But like, if you look at it, like it was a real chaotic time. Not just for wrestling. But I mean, like everything was... The end or the beginning or everything was kind of weird. The end is the beginning of the end. You got to say that was song. But they, that that song seems to make it into our first one or two podcasts, no matter what generation we're covering. Right. Um, but I just think it would be fun because when we like really ham up the we're in the 2000s, like the 99-2000. Yeah, totally. Please subscribe on on iTunes, the New Blood Rising podcast. Subscribe to it. We're also on Podbean. You can search for us there. But on the iTunes, subscribe to us. Leave us a rating. You know, we'd love to hear from it. That'd be great. Until next time, this is William Rankin. Charlie Stabile. That's how he pronounces his name. (laughs) (laughs) CM Stats. CM Stats. And I'm Jason Keeper. And we'll catch you next time.